What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Nick Asylum Podcast. I have the one, the only, the young, the fly, the other one half of the McFly. Not that it makes sense. That made no sense. Damn. Let's see if I could whisper and make her like ASMR. Yes. Says boys. I can't wait to nibble on your ears. Oh, whispers we know to my ear, Daddy. Don't get stuck. I'm getting stuck yeah. in the dryer again. Down this week. Okay. So, <laughs> you ever seen this microphone before? Um, no. Me neither. I bought it a, a while back before I got the Yeti. I, I'm, this is the problem that I'm having, right? Because I was supposed to have an episode with Caitlin's friend, Adam. But for some reason, I realized now what the issue was. I wasn't doing the, um, the computer mic. Now I'm kind of like salty because like, I'll never see him ever again. And I had her microphone plugged into her computer and I had mine plugged into mine. The only problem was now I know what the issue was and he's not around anymore. So um, the the issue with music, like I was, I, w- I went back and I fixed a few things and I was like, my shit sounds like ass because it sounds so muddy. Like what I was saying with the mixing and mastering, um, the first problem is, is your microphone. Like the USB is all right, but it's like not the, it's not what everybody uses for music. They use like condensers, dynamic, and then the acoustics in your room. So mine, when I talk, it's echoes and y'all yeah, could hear too, and yeah. you could hear in um, silly me where I got like real loud and it just got really weird. And, you know, I just, it started getting distorted sounding too. So I was like, fuck, what am I going to do about that? And it's so hard because like even people like, oh, use blankets, whatever. I put the blanket over me. I'm trying to hold it over my computer and see the screen. I'm trying to hold it up with this hand and then hold it with this hand and then wrap in the microphone and then somehow stop and start. Most people, they're in a booth and they got the mic, they got the headphones and the music and the people talking to them and they can hear their self all through one device. Me, I'm like, I got one plugged in the computer and in this ear and it plays the music and then the microphone is in this ear and it, you know, picks up my voice. So it's like, it's a battle. And for some reason lately, it, I haven't been able to hear myself do my microphone when I'm um, recording music and I was like, Oh, that's not good. So, but I wanted to step up my podcast game too, because like I was saying earlier, before I got on the tangent of music, um, you can't really use two USB mics in one computer. And like, what if that person that I'm with doesn't have a computer or, you know, I don't have mine. Well, I'll have mine, but what if they don't have a computer? Like, I don't want to do like I did with my sister and just go back and forth and you can hear the mic. So I was thinking about doing yeah. is buying like dynamic microphones that are um, XLR. I think that's what they're called. And um, XLR. Yeah, I've heard of them, yeah. Yeah, this one's an XLR, but it has a USB on the other end of it. So it looks like that. It's got the three prongs. Oh, shoot. All right, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Um, So you have that plugged into the mic, and then there's this thing called the audio interface, and it's a little box, and then you can turn the gain up, which the gain on the USBs are right here but they're on the box and then you can plug your 
earbuds or headphones or whatever into the box and you're able to hear yourself and hear the other person talk. That's why when you see podcasts, people always wearing the headphones because they have them plugged in and you can hear yourself, but you could also hear the other person talking just in case there's background noise, like cars going by or people walking or whatever, everything will be fine. So I got to get an audio interface, two microphones, two headsets, and even so I don't have to do on Zoom all the time. Like if I'm in person, I could just sit down, go to Audacity, which is just like Mixcraft, but it's free. <laughs> it was fucking free. I could have used that for my music, but whatever. So I use that for podcasts instead. I open two channels and then I'll have the two microphones running to the audio interface. Then beside those, there's two little holes stick in the head headsets and then there's a uh, cord that you plug into the back of the audio interface, and then that other part plugs into the computer. So even if we're in the middle of nowhere, like no internet, nothing, I could just hook up Audacity, like turn it on, since it doesn't need internet, obviously, and um, just plug the audio interface in, make sure everything's going, and then we can start recording, and it'll go through the mics into the audio interface, and then it'll separate it on two channels. So if I wanted to edit, both of our um, uh, our voices, they won't be all in one track. They'll be in two separate tracks, so I can edit them if I wanted to. Most of the time, I don't edit shit. Uh, yeah. So uh, that's what that's I was thinking. Time, man. Uh, that was the thing. Like People were like, oh, you know, I don't even put intros in my podcast anymore. I had like an intro and an outro, but then I'm like, I stopped doing it on my phone, and I started doing it on my computer, and I don't have it. But on Anchor, they still have my, uh, well, go subscribe to Anchor, make an Anchor box. They're just paying me for it. That's why I'm saying that bullshit. But, <laughs> oh, I just threw shots. <laughs> so, no, nah, I appreciate Anchor. They're, um, they're actually owned by Spotify, so I can't say shit. So, um, And they, they've been doing really good for me. So don't cancel me, please. I don't care if the Gen Zs cancel me. Fuck them. But um, I'm talking about you, Anchor. Please don't cancel me. I love you secretly. Exactly, especially if you're getting paid for it too. Like, hell yeah, it's like once a month, but the more listeners you got, the better it is. So that's what I want to do with podcast stuff because, like, it's so annoying trying to have two computers and then plug a USB microphone in them and then trying to deal with the Zoom shit and all that. It's just better if I just have one computer, an audio interface with the cord that connects from the computer to the interface. And then the two microphones and then whatever headphones we have, we plug into the box as well. And then we just get started. I think that would be a lot easier for me, especially when I travel. It's not like I have a podcast room like H3H3 or Logan Paul or whatever, where people come to my studio. No, I pretty much go to everybody. Yeah. It's like a traveling podcast, but we don't talk about traveling. We don't go to, tra we don't travel. <laughs> All right, so I started listening back to um, – I was uh, listening to Mess Ups, right? Yeah. That that song is a classical – see, in my opinion, <laughs> a lot of the songs are cringe. A lot of them are. But for some reason, I have a reason to listen to them. And when me and your brother talk about classics, right, he thinks it – the longer it is over time, it becomes a classic. My opinion, if it is a whole album, 
and I don't have to skip one single song, it's a classic, in my opinion. If every single song I like on the album is classic, mixtape, album, EP, single, well, not single, but EP, mixtape, or even album, I call it a classic if I don't skip a single song. I get what you mean, uh, because I guess you're using the, the version of classic as in uh, it's never going to get old. It's a timeless record. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, definitely. I I would say uh, Mess Up is a classic because uh, it's something we can all fall back on and all look back on and laugh. And it's always it's always going to be in the back of our mind. Just, hey, remember Mess Ups? Remember Mess Ups 2, Mess Ups 3? Uh, we made a fourth one, too. Yeah. I, think I we did forgot about the fourth one. I don't think it was as good as the first one. But the first one was amazing. The first one and second one are my favorites. Yeah, those are definitely my favorite. The third, we kind of put a little bit more time in, and so it was like, uh, you know, as authentic, you know. Yeah, it wasn't as real as authentic, and you know, is good. And same thing with um some of the other songs, like "Evil" was my first song, and but people don't understand back then. I didn't have any programs. I was using Windows Live Movie Maker which is only for like movies and slideshows and shit. So when I stopped using it for YouTube, I would take a beat off of YouTube. I'd put it up there and you could not hear the beat whatsoever. And then I would press voiceover and then we would find out parts where we wanted to rap. And then we would watch, we'd post the picture up there and then we watch the line. And then when the line got to that certain spot, I'd stop it. So there was some, you remember there were some problems, you know, we couldn't do ad libs. We couldn't, really do what we had to do and you know we couldn't hear the beat either so i mean i think we did good with like mess ups one with not being able to hear the beat like every one of those songs on gingy one couldn't hear the beat that's why if you listen to my name is i'm not as fast as the beat is oh my god did you know that's not even the original photo but that's the one we took together yeah yeah there it is you should play a little bit of it back when i was still the outsider i don't have a name anymore now but yeah we're gonna get in that you said that you're gonna talk about why you quit oh i we should i uh, give them a little bit of mess ups first uh, yeah let's everybody let's, knows everybody knows everybody knows everybody knows everybody i'll fuck these hoes all right everybody this song is called mess ups but it's also a freestyle oh, gotta sound we different during this song Damn we don't it. care we're you still sound different let's get it i don't know why i picked that beat God, yeah, it is. I don't know who made it. Everybody knows that I love the candy lace. Wait, that's all the chips. I know I haven't had a shower in three days. Everybody knows that I'm running these chests. <laughs> Look at my face. I think I got red hair like I just don't care. I got myself a small, but it's a double pair. Talk about these droids making my penis small. I think I fall to the day that I fall. Everybody knows your mother is the only person that I can call. Everybody knows my pain. Everybody <laughs> knows that life is a shame. Hey. You're the person I can actually blame. Talk about warheads, leads, beds, teds. I don't even know about giving your girlfriend like seven heads. I don't even know. I'm from the South. Your girlfriend's taking like seven dicks in the mouth. I don't even think that's funny. Everybody knows about my money. I'm making stacks. I'm touching all racks. Everybody knows that I'm hitting slacks. Everybody knows what's going on in my head. I got blue eyes and I never lies. Everybody knows that the day I die. Why are y'all looking, looking at me funny like this? Why don't make sense? Everybody knows that I'm It don't. Everybody knows what's going on in the bread. Everybody knows what's going on my head. Stop repeating yourself and take your mail. Why don't you lock me up? Because I remember when you made that. I remember that when because you picked up the mail and just threw it around the table. 
taking mail and chopped it. I was like, what? <laughs> that back room, like, that was perfect for recording because there was not really a lot of room noise and everything that picked up. And I think we recorded that at Mikey and Scotty's house. No, where did we record that at? I know me and my, uh, Robbie did hectic. We, uh, you at, were in Sharpsburg. We were, I was in, so we did it at the house. It was uh, the, your house in Sharpsburg. In Sharpsburg, yeah. Okay. Because I remember making evil and hurtful at the table. This whole freestyle. My fault. No, you go ahead. Keep going. Uh, oh, boy. Oh. Here comes the. What it is. kind of had to laugh that was michael sykes i don't know why he was on snapchat and he was drunk and he was looking out the window and he was like rain rain go away i want to get fucked up today so that was a long time ago because that was when michael was like fighting uh alcohol real bad i think that was even before he wrecked his car so that had at least be 2015 or somewhere around there 20 i don't know because michael got an alcohol real bad and that was that was, I don't know why I added that to the song. That was kind of dumb, but it was funny at the same time. I got some songs on Reverb Nation before I went on uh, SoundCloud, and I got Michael, like, trying to rap or sing, and it's just, it's funny. So then, yeah, man. what we did next, you guys, is I got Mixcraft to program. So I gave, we were in the back room because Matt and Brandon have this big back room in the back of their house. We used to like that was like the chill spot for us back in the day. That was the chill. MW3, MW3 uh, zombies and black ops, zombies, everything, man. And then, um, so there was a table and we sat it on the table, my computer. And then you went and found the, the instrumental through the category that was on Mixcraft. And then that's when you used the beat for Mess Ups Part Two. Mess Ups Part Two. That was a, that was a long one. That was long because I did the math wrong and I was like, hey, if you do it like this many times, it'll just be like three minutes. It was like seven minutes. 
it's a seven minute long song because I, I messed up. <laughs> the the crazy is you guys, we're freestyling and we had like writer's block real fucking bad. Like I I did not know what I was saying. That's why I kept saying everybody knows, everybody knows, every and I didn't even know I was really saying it that much until the male part where I was like, stop repeating yourself. And then I do it again. I start repeating my daggone self. I'm like, <laughs> you dumb motherfucker. But like looking back at those uh those classics i'm gonna say that classics uh looking back at those and then hearing your your new voice or like your newer songs or like hey. just hearing yourself you're you know after you hit puberty and your balls dropped choke um, me like you hate me <laughs> yeah like it it's just different like it's just, it's a another way of seeing how far you've come i guess you could say a lot of people don't really remember, like, <clears throat> I mean, of course, we remember, like, Mesa's, but there's, like, other songs, like, it, it was weird because nobody paid attention, really, and when I started releasing the disc records, people paid attention, like, when I released the disc record on Hunter, because My Name is one of his favorite songs by Eminem, so I just stripped a few lines out of his song and added my own, and then Ian was like, oh, if you're gonna make a disc record on somebody, don't, like, you know add in some bars and just keep the song original i was like okay well i dissed him later on and no remorse and yeah that beat wasn't belonging to anybody and i went at his neck so he's dead in the door now and he don't rap anymore anyways so even with the slut right um we were hanging out with destiny me and michael were hanging out with her a lot and then she screwed michael over so i got the beat from eminem is called uh dead inside or something like that and it's like um I listened to the beat and I was like, oh, fuck with this. So Michael and I, you know, I, I had a beer in my hand. I don't know why I drank it, but Michael had his too. But then we sat on the couch and we rapped that song. And then I, I forgot how good it sounded. But like, it was one of those moments where I couldn't hear the beat. So I just went over it. And then Michael, he just jumped in and just started rapping. And I gave him that line. Destiny says she got fucked uh, by 15 guys, but it was more like 150 guys. I gave him that line and he actually said it perfectly. And I, then he started getting off on a rambling bullshit and started talking weird shit, but I kept it clean. Well, when I went to Rhonda's house, which is her mom to pick up Aaron's mask, we were talking about music because Rhonda likes to diss record that I made against Hunter. And mm. she wanted me to sit in front of Taylor, her new boyfriend, Jason white at the time, Kevin, Catherine, the people she was staying at's house, and her. And she wanted me to play the song while rapping it in front of Taylor's face, Oof. which I did. But Taylor was a good sport about it. Kate, uh, Taylor was a good sport about it. But uh, we made one on Destiny. So Destiny was in the house in 2018. And she was like, oh, yeah, Mom, Nick and Michael made a diss record on me. How does she know? We never promoted the song. We put it on SoundCloud in 2016. We never promoted it. I never put it on Snapchat. I never put it on Instagram. Nothing. And somehow she knew the song was up there and she heard it. Same way with the same thing with the Mass of Nothing songs. Fat, Fat One, Fat Two. I actually have the song still up here because I was looking for a uh, uh, a thing that I got a girl to say on Fiverr um, that actually fits me now because I got cheated on. Nicholas Adams, please pick up the phone. He's just a friend, nothing more. I had a girl like say that back in 2019 on Fiverr. So I was looking for that and I ran across those songs. And yeah, those songs almost got me in some legal trouble. I think Fat Two almost got me in legal trouble because I threw my manager in the car 
And one of the coworkers I was working with, Rodrigo, he was the one training me. He left to go be a cop. So I was having a shootout with him while my manager's investor seat. I'm like, shut up, motherfucker. And then we, uh, a helicopter comes and shoots us with the machine gun off the road. And then we crash. And then that's pretty much the end of the song. And yeah, when your brother came up, I was like, let's go to you know the resort to go hang out. So I called them, wasted $85 because we we're about to go on the canopy tour. Because at that time, this is 2017. I didn't know shit about this place. Not as much knowledge as I do now. If your brother comes up here, I'm like, oh, I know where to take him, what we're going to go do, whatever. Back then, I was still fairly new. The cop and the, uh, a representative came to the fucking house and pretty much banned me for life on the spot and said, if I get caught up there, um, I'm going to prison. And I didn't believe it until I was, uh, there was a guy that used to work there. I don't know if he still works there now. Wiseman. His name's David Wiseman. Me and Dylan ran into him at the, uh, what was it called? CC's. We used to go out with him and Bill and another guy named JT. We all worked together at a place in Harrisonburg called Billiards, and we'd play pool. So um, we stopped playing pool with them because Bill ended up stopped going, and me and Dylan stopped going, whatever. So we're walking up to the CCs, and his finger comes on the window. I'm like, oh, who does motherfucker think he's giving the finger to? I'm about to whoop. Oh, it's David. So we go and we sit down, and he was like, dude, what the fuck did you do? I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> he was like, bro. They had uh, cops on the top of the mountain, on top of start. They had a state trooper driving through the resort, and they had canine unit at the front of the gate. Whatever you said in that song, they took it seriously. <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? He was like, dude, they called me the HR and asked me if my life was at risk and that did you have any like intentions on coming back up here? I said, dude, you're not on their property. You're not clocked in. So if I decide to whoop your ass at billiards, your best bet is just call the police and have me arrested and be thrown in the Harrisonburg jail. They're not going to be able to help you because it's not on their resort. Either way, the cops are going to show up regardless. So I was like, damn. It was funny because me and Gary, when we were working there, we were sitting on top of start. He was like, what if there was a sniper on the top of the mountain? Because there would be trees, but then there was this big opening at the top of the mountain where there was no trees. He was like, what if there was a sniper laying there and we just got like sniped? I was like, Gary, what the fuck? He was like, what if like a shooter ran up there and started like killing everybody down at the bottom? Do you think we can get away since we're way up here? I was like, uh, maybe we'd have to run like diagonal or run straight up by the houses. So it's weird how we went from how are we going to handle an active shooter situation to I'm being the active shooter now. I'm being investigated as the active shooter. I'm like, hold on, y'all. Hold on. It's just a fucking song. Hold on. Because at that time, they've already let me go because I was seasonal. So they let me go back in March. This didn't happen until August. So a few months later, that's when they did the whole thing. Because I already went up there with Michael. It was fine. No issue. But the song was already released. Why would y'all let me go up there with Michael But then and my sister? But then the moment I call now and I want to take Brandon up there, then it's an issue. I, I don't know, man. But at least now you know what, what you say in songs, bro. And that, that's the thing. Like, I could talk shit to somebody. It does not bother them a day in their life. If I mention in a song and, like, roast them, even if it's not good, somehow they hear it and then they, like, get pissed off. Same with Robbie. When I drop Hypocrite. He texted me and was like, yo, fuck you. You remember that? He called me. 
we yeah. we were coming back to your house. Oh fuck you, motherfucker, faggy! And then Tiana texts me saying that he was drunk throwing her up in her front yard. He wanted to meet out in his grandma's. I was like, you ain't even at your grandma's house, you motherfucker. Meet me at my grandma's house. A bunch of wasting time, man. He almost tried to waste my time too. It was so funny that he thought y'all were boys because you said a mess ups too. Oh, because I'm better rapping than Michael and Rob. Rapping better than uh, Robbie and Michael put together. Uh, Because I'm better rapping than Michael and Robbie put together. And I posted it on Facebook, and he commented underneath it and thought I said that. And I was like, no, it was Matt. So I thought that y'all were going to rap battle, and he he didn't say he was going to. He was like, no, I'm going to freestyle this bullshit. It took him forever, and then we took him there, and then you demolished him. He didn't even make a response to it. He was like, I forgot what he said. That was funny as hell, though. He was like, "Yeah, fuck me, yeah, fuck, fuck little Irish, fuck little Irish." Oh yeah, if you guys want to check that out, uh, go to Nick Asylum's Facebook page and uh, scroll to about like May 2017, and uh, you'll find it right there. I wanted to make it a light page, but somehow it turned off to be like a regular page, and people were adding me like "add friend." I'm like, "Hold on, motherfuckers! It's supposed to be a light page, not a regular Facebook page." I don't know how to do that. Me neither. So I just left it that. Speaking about that song, uh, I guess uh, you mentioned it earlier about, hey, why did I stop rapping? And yeah. That song kind of has a little bit to do with it. No, I, I loved, because um, I'm not even going to lie, it wasn't a battle. I, I wrote a song about him and just wrapped it right to his face. And I love it. I love that. Uh, sometimes it gets stuck in my head still, but I'm gonna move this mic a little bit closer. I feel like it's too far. Yeah, your brother like sits way back and then the mic's way the fuck up there. I'm like, dude. Yeah. <laughs> but um that's one of my favorite things to like that was, that was one of my favorite things that I ever wrote when uh when it comes to music. And after you know being featured on a little bit of the songs in Madness, I realized that. I don't, I, I really discouraged myself when thinking I'm never going to write as good as that diss track on Robbie. And, you know, with that discouraging, it got to my head a lot. And that's why, you know, I, I don't really think my madness verses were that good. My madness chorus wasn't good either. Um, and so I just gave up. I'm like, man, if I'm going to keep going downhill, man, I mean, what's the point of even trying? And not to mention, I also had a relationship going on that that time too. Uh, while I was writing my madness uh, material, can I call it that? Madness material. I think yeah, that sounds dope. <laughs> madness material. This is madness. Madness material. That was the thing too. Like, um, see, we fast forwarded a little bit. You guys see the songs we were just talking about earlier. I got on SoundCloud, and that's where I started. Well. I made the success album, which is, it's kind of like a mixtape because, you know, it's free and I never put it on any streaming platforms. But then when I created Madness, it was, it was different because it actually became on the streaming platforms. I got McKenzie to take the picture. I did have a picture one time of me standing in my uncle Alan's garage and I had the like the track list. Well, kind of find out the track list wasn't in that order. So I made this success album in 2017. So we're talking about 2018 now. And there was an abandoned asylum not too far from where my ex-girlfriend lived. This was before her time. I didn't meet her 
but um, this was way before her time. So Matt was coming to visit me, and I asked him. Well, actually, I was down in North Carolina with you Destiny. when we recorded Madness. Can you hear me? Yeah. I don't. Uh, the mic unplugged. Sorry. No, nah, you good. Um, I was telling them about the success album a little bit, and then I was giving them a fast forward of all the way to madness so we recorded those songs mess ups in 2016 around i think 2016 or maybe 20 i don't know exactly what year 2016 was mess ups because i was 15 and then we made one for every year right after okay and then then in 2018 i came to the house and me you and robbie got on the mic and then we did uh welcome to the asylum and we whispered that's literally all we did it's like I was like, what the fuck is Matt doing? <laughs> I was like, God dang. And then you hear Robbie like walk away from the mic laugh. And he's like, ah. it's very faint, but you can hear it. He's like, I like that ah. part though. Like, I, I did too. That was probably the best part Robbie's ever done. And I was like, maybe I should just kill him for the hell of it. And right then, like right when I'm like, when I say hell, the beat dropped and it's just hell of it. And I'm like, I love that part. It gives me chills. What I did for that instrumental, there's um, uh, I uh, there was a there was like a sample, and a um, spring trap talking, and so I liked that little part. It was like, ching. I was like, oh fuck! So I clipped it, and then I just looped it over and over and over and over again, and then that's how I got that. And then the ending I got from like a Halloween beat, but it's free to use because. Fuck you guys. It's free to use. <laughs> so that's how it works, but all right. I mean, it, it's not owned by anybody. So, like, you can use it anyway. It's not like free for profit or anything where somebody created it. It's, you know, one of them songs that you can just use. But it was just the instrumental because I heard it at a Halloween place right after, like, last year or the year before. I think it was 2019. I heard it because I wasn't with Caitlin yet. But yeah, I heard it, and I was like, damn, that's that's the same instrumental I used at the end of Madness. I mean, at the end of the Welcome to the Asylum. And then I made The Asylum, which my personal favorite out of the whole entire album. That's a great song, man. That, that is good. Even, like, even though my verse is a little slow, like, I like the instrumental when I made the instrumental. And I'm like, dude, this is the only instrumental I actually fucked with on the album. Music video is great, too. Go Go check that out. And then I fucked up when uh, we recorded the disappointment because what I did was I didn't hook into the Yeti. I had it through the computer. So when you're rapping, it's picking up your vo vocals from the computer. It's not picking up from the mic. And that's why you sound like way back in the room and not on the mic like I was. Speaking of disappointment, um, you also had a, uh, uh, didn't you say that you had a uh, kind of, I guess you can call it premonition verse where you would write about something and then it ends up coming true. Yeah. You had one too. Yeah. But yours was on uh, the, uh, yeah. Mine was, um, shit. Oh, God, I can't remember exactly which song it was on. I had to go back and listen, but I want to say it was on disappointment as well. Talking about, um, girl come snuggle with me. Oh, I just feel so right. That actually happened with Caitlin. I, I was thinking about it when I was cutting. I was like, girl, come cuddle with me. Ah, this just feels so right. I love that part so much. <laughs> no, but um, in my verse, um, I wrote this in, I remember, August of 2017. And 
a month beforehand. Oh, I'm, so, I'm sorry. It's cool. It's cool. But um, a month beforehand is when I started dating this girl. I'm not going to say no names because I don't want to get in trouble. So I started dating this girl. And then a month later, I'm writing this song. Or, uh, Nick's like, hey, man, uh, you like writing music? I want to get you on the song. I'm like, hey, man, I love writing music. I want to be on the song. So I'm writing my verse down and I'm like, well, what would be disappointing? Well, I don't like cheaters. So I'm writing about this girl cheating on me and her family hating me. And I'm hating myself because my I, I don't feel like I'm good enough. I feel like I'm a disappointment in the whole thing of the song. And that's exactly what happens a year later. Her I found out, um, we dated for a year found out that she cheated on me uh, the last like six months of our relationship with my like childhood best friend um her entire family didn't like me she told them lies that I was mentally abusive and uh physically abusive but we found out that like she said that about everybody um that she's ever dated fake news fake news yeah um but yeah just I, I started I, I lost a lot of weight because I just felt like I was not good enough and I wouldn't eat. And anxiety just killed me inside. And it wasn't until the New Year's of, you know, going into 2019 where I finally ate a full meal. And it was because of Nick distracted me because he was telling me the story about uh, Highway 55 or something. It is very hard to keep your mind off anxiety after going through it myself like really really bad I'm still feeling it a little bit here and there like I'm feeling it right now at not much of it but like in my head I could feel a little bit but like mm. but back then I didn't understand because I've never really been cheated on before until now so um when we were making that album it was like you know you were going through a lot of shit at that time and then Dylan didn't want to come and do anything and I'm like you know like I don't have you up here for a long period of time. I got to take you back home. And we already did the songs. So like I got Dylan as the cameraman and I got you. <laughs> He's all right. I'm sorry, you guys, he took his head headset and he put it back on his head and it pushed all his hair back and it was standing up. And I just, <laughs> my hair is getting in my eyes, man. Oh my God. That was funny. <laughs> maybe one day I might leak that little clip maybe one day in our 70s just yoink <laughs> I'm gonna make it my profile picture oh yeah oh my god thank god we're all uh, only audio only oh god that would have been terrible <laughs> but, um, as you were saying before I rudely interrupted no nah, you're good that shit was funny so I was trying to come up with the theme of the album I was like uh, Saint Asylum so I went in with McKenzie and we took the picture for the um, the album cover, which is still to, to this day to me is dope. I think that was a dope album cover. Oh, yeah, it's amazing. It's fucking dope. And somebody needs to tell me how to spell disappointment because I obviously don't know how to fucking spell disappointment. Like, it is not D-I-S-A-P. There's two P's, ain't it? I think so, yeah. The, the word two p's or two s's but i could play it off and be like oh i purposely did it because you know it's mental asylum and not everybody in a mental asylum could spell yeah because maybe i have like maybe i'll be like i could pull brandon's off oh i got dyslexia and just play <laughs> i'm going to hell for that 
I think we're already uh, going. Besides yeah, we're going pretty fast because 2021 is going fast. Yeah. So I brought Matt up, and this was probably the – was this the same time that I bought the fucking Escape off my mom? Yeah. Yeah. So we weren't able to go to Kings Dominion because I spent my $1,000 on the car, and we ended up going to D.C., and that was all fucked up because – my phone's charger wasn't working, and luckily, me holding underneath the seat, it actually charged, so we were able to get back from D.C. to Virginia. So I, I got them together, and Matt's like, nah, man, we'll, we'll do it tomorrow. I was like, nah, dude, like, you ain't got enough time, and we got to do this at night. So we went in, and I, I brought my bag. I dressed out into my clothing, which I was like, okay, let's get this. I gave Matt his mask. I put mine on. And then he had his reflector gloves. <laughs> he got those on. And then we recorded Welcome to the Asylum. We found two rooms. And then I explained what I wanted to do. The only fucking major problem I was having, which I don't have that problem now, is the freaking light on the fucking camera. Because Mackenzie gave me a light, and the USB doesn't fit all the way into the box. It only fits halfway, so the light flickers on and off. I don't have to worry about that now because I went to Walmart, and I bought this, like, uh, camera thing for my uh, phone well the thing's a piece of shit but the light on it i can hold it in my hand and it's just it just as bright as the one from the music video if only i had that back in the day dylan could have just hold it up like this and then just hold up the camera dylan wasn't the best cameraman because when i went get down the fucker just stood there and then went down i was like you son of a bitch but i'm not gonna lie man the uh, i think i i was really really nervous because uh i was a little bitch back then so uh oh yeah i didn't even cuss in my music and anything yeah <laughs> yeah you didn't cuss at all and you even mentioned that you're like i'm not gonna cuss i don't cuss and then now I you're changed. like yeah everything changed you're fucking you're cussing you're going to the club yeah. you're not going to church anymore you're this atheist is what bitches do i'm agnostic i'm a i'm a less nasty <laughs> canceled you're stupid bro put me on the dr seuss and aunt jamama show if i had been canceled <laughs> see that's the problem i'm very controversial and very no fucks given oh i, I stopped giving a fuck uh, after i got my heart slammed through a window that time period was rough so what was your mindset like when when I told you, hey man, let's go record these music videos, what was going through your mind at that time? I was I was terrified. I'm like abandoned asylum. Um, something's gonna kill me. I'm not ready to die yet, but I am at the same time. Did um, you think it was gonna be that big? Oh hell no, man. That was that was huge. I want to go see it again though. Now that I'm not like scared, but it, it freaked me out because. Um, you know, I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know if there were going to be other people in there. I didn't, I didn't know if a ghost was going to get me. Whether a ghost, the homeless person, or the police might show up. You never know. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting big trouble, man. Especially when we went by the gate and there was there like a deer cam on the gate. Yeah. I'm I was like, you caught that. I'm so glad I caught it too. And then like we ducked by it when we were going back. Because that's not the way I go. But now I found an easier way to go because when I was door dashing, I realized there's a neighborhood not too far from and I could park my car at the park and then I could just walk straight up and go through the brush. So, yep, I found an easier way. 
But when we got in there, it just, well, I had a phone and I had to deal with Dylan and, you know, nothing wrong with Dylan. He was fine. He, there was no issues. It's just, he's never really used the camera. Then he's got to deal with the light. Like you saw an escape room, the light kept flickering and flickering and it was cool. It actually fits in the video. People think, shit out of me. but I was like, Oh fuck. So we recorded like what within two nights we recorded all of it. Yeah. Yeah. And we just, we just winged it. Like the only problem I have is I took my mask off. Should have just kept my fucking mask on. And my hair is cut. You switched your pants too. I did. And you switched your pants. Oh, is that in got away where I switched my phone? Fuck. Yeah. Was it in got away when we were leaving? Yep. Fuck. I remember that. Cause I didn't want people with the sheets to see me. I should have, I didn't want them to see cause we had to walk to the sheets parking lot and then walk to the Lowe's and the Walmart parking lot. I don't know if sheets was there yet. It was. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, the sheets were there and I just didn't want people to see, cause you know, I have a straight jacket on and then I got like these asylum pants on, which I should have kept the pants on at least. Of course they couldn't see my upper body, but my pants were not on it. And the funny part is the car that we got into is the car that your brother owns now. Yay. Yay. It's full circle, man. Oh my God. It's crazy. But I mean, we did what we could for that little bit. Um, I mean, I was worried about ghosts getting me as well. I was worried about like the police showing up. I didn't know if they could see our lights, even though they can't see your lights because all the windows are boarded up. But I just didn't like that stuff in the air getting in our throat. So we did what we could for the short amount of time that we had. We definitely, uh, I, I like the asylum video. I really do. That is my favorite. Me and, uh, we took you back, and then that was after I took you back. Me and Dylan went and filmed that. Funny thing is where I kicked my foot up in the air. Like, that's an OBGYN chair. I did not know that's what that was. Um, Dylan didn't either. And I was talking to uh, Dale, and Dale's like, bro, that's an OBGYN chair. I was like, what? He's like, yeah. But when you come out that door and I kick my foot up in the air, that door right there that's closed, there was actually a shoe sitting on the other side. And, and Omar Gosh's TV uh, video, the shoe is slamming against the door. And that's also the other side. Oh, the other side of that door is where me and you entered. And that's where, the, um, that's where me and you entered in. That's the middle building where I kicked my foot up in the air. Literally, if Dylan would have looked down, that's where the Ouija board top was. You remember when we walked through? Oh, man. Like, that was a year after we filmed uh, The Asylum. Exactly. And me and Dylan never got down into that part. That's why it was, like, shocking to me when I took you and we went down and it was like a, what was it, a, a post office kind of room. It had, like, shelves where mail, yeah, mail room. So, um, yeah, that was the first build me and Dylan ever went into. And then when we left – once he got across the bridge, he felt fine. And my anxiety stopped too. Once we got across the bridge, like instantly stopped like that. Same with you with the whole shit that happened to you. So, oh, man, we, we, we're going to get into that one in a little bit. We're going to get into that because I have you. So we filmed the asylum. We filmed the skate room. I got a haircut. So when you see the asylum, my hair is short. But then when you watch the skate room, where me and Matt are running, my hair's long again. So you could you could tell. I love the run you do in the skate room. 
And, and the funny part is we're actually running fast, even though I look like I'm wobbling. Y'all got to go check it out, man. Escape Room, Nick Asylum. Go, go official Nick Asylum, Escape Room. Go watch that funny-ass shit. And the, the, the keys that I'm holding in the picture actually is the keys that your brother's using to drive around right now. I forgot about your running. <laughs> like, while we're running towards the, the second story like window thing. The suicide porch? Yeah, the suicide porch. I dipped. I ran because I, like, put my actual fear into my running. And you're just like, whoa. <laughs> I'm like, whoa. And then I'm like, we're going to jump on three. So I, we try to make it realistic as possible. But you, you can tell it's not that realistic. I mean, if we were allowed to be there, and I had one of them big bags. Like if we would sweep up all the glass that was on the ground, sweep up all that shit, and we were able to put one of them big airbags there, mm-hmm. I would have told us like to jump, but then have Dylan film where you can't see the bag and we just actually jump. And then you just film it when we're on the ground. We move all that stuff out of the way and then do what we were doing and laying on the ground. Dylan had some fucking balls, dude. That motherfucker was sitting up in the window. We're outside, you guys. You got to think, we're in the second part of the building. So Dylan has to walk down the hallway, down the hallway, down this dark hallway with just a camera light, and he's got an old shitty phone. He's got to open that door, walk down the hallway, keep walking, 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 turn to the right. Then he's got to walk, 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 and then he's got to climb over through the window come down the stairs outside and then take a right and just keep walking about a couple of feet, keep going a little bit, and then you run into us. So this motherfucker's in the asylum by himself. Me and Matt are outside. We're like, yeah, better him than us. Because, you know, we could see outside. We're perfectly fine. But he walked out that shit like a fucking champ, dude. I always worried about jumping through the window on the way out, something grabbing me. Yeah. Like, your imagination, especially, like, when you're just even in a murder house our imagination really got us but it wasn't that bad but when you got to the asylum and your imagination got to best to you it was ah it was intense because we'd never seen nothing that big before because you thought i think murder house was two-story you know the abandoned factory i went there in rocky mountain that one's fine it's pretty big place but it's only one story and you could see all the way through because it's the size of a football field so you could see one end to the other so even if somebody's running at you, you see them way before time, and it's going to take them forever to get to you because of how freaking big it is. But with the asylum, like, this is where lunatic people got locked up. People have died here. Actually, what we did not know, behind the building, that big little small building where I smacked my head on the pole. Was it with you that I smacked my head on the pole? I think it was Dylan. But behind the building, there's a small building, and that's the I smacked my head on it. It's the crematory. They used to cremate the people so much that it would make the sky gray because they were cremating people so much. Dude. Caitlin's grandpa was there one time, and he was telling the story because he was uh, was there. He was a patient? Yep. Dude, remember seeing the secret tunnels? (sighs) Yeah. In the, the children's asylum? Yeah, I remember that door that was, like, welded shut. And I was like, what is behind this welded door shut? Why is this door welded shut? Probably welded for a reason. I'm like, is there bodies there? Is it a chemical room? Like, what? what is the reason? Are they stacking bodies back there? And I was like, it's not an exit. Because when you look at that side of the building, there's no doors at all. So it has to be a room of some sort. 
it's yeah, crazy. Uh, secret tunnels behind the showers. I was like, yo, what the fuck? I was going to climb through there, but I was like, nah. And then that one that led to the boiler room. I'm like, ooh, some shit went down here. They got this thing now, which I swear to God, if somebody fucking uses it, I'm going to kill them. It The scream that I heard. Okay, so let's get into the other one where you got possessed. Let's get into that. Mm. So, okay, where do we start? Um, typical walking. Uh, we go to this first building. Nothing really major happens. We go up. We come back down. Uh, and as we go from this one building to the middle building, <laughs> you just feel eyes on you. Like, I don't know if you felt it, but I felt eyes on you. It's like somebody's watching you. Somebody's watching me from these windows. I was like, because you know, like, that feeling you get when it's like you're walking by yourself or anything and you just feel eyes staring in the back of you, like, and then you turn around and someone's just there, you know, you're just, oh, okay. Well, I had that feeling, but I would, <laughs> I'd look around and nobody's watching me. So I'm like, maybe, you know, what if there's people in there? What is, what is looking at me? And uh, I didn't know if Nick felt it or not. So I, you know, I kind of just shrugged it off and uh, kept following him. I was like, well, I'm not going to, you know, bitch out now. I mean, I'm halfway there. So we get inside the, the middle one. It's the middle one, right? Yeah. Yeah, we get inside the middle building. And we see bad, bad idea number one. We see the cover of a Ouija board. And I'm like, oh, boy, some shit went down here. <laughs> Nick's if, like, come on, let's go. And I'm like, well, I can't bitch out now. I'm halfway there. Yeah, he was like, hell no, I'm not doing it. Because if y'all go watch the Asylum video and you see me come in the hallway and kick, Directly where Dylan was standing, that's where the Ouija board top was. And that door was open. Not the door where the OBG chair was, but the door that was closed that I kicked at. If you open that door, that's there was the shadow the glass was shattered. I was like, how the fuck did they manage to do that? Somebody's been in here. And I opened the door and it was a top of a Ouija board case. No Ouija board, no bottom, no pieces, nothing. It's just a cover top of it. And I was like, come on, dude. He was like, No, nah, dude, fuck that. And I was like, come on, don't be a bitch. No balls. Yeah, and then I, I I left. We found uh we found the Ouija board, didn't we? No, nah, we we didn't find the board. We just saw that top, and then we went to the stairwell. And I decided something in my mind was like, "Hey, let's go check the door downstairs. It's never been open. It's always been locked." Da da da. It, it opened. Locked. We all uh, went in there, and it ends up being this giant. It looks like giant mailroom slash uh, admissions place. So we're walking around and we see all these papers and whatever. Nick is like, hey, I'm going to take a few. And I'm like, I go for it. Okay. We go to this one and you start seeing footprints, like black footprints, uh, leaving this giant black pile. And we're like, well, something happened in this room. So um, Nick is like, hey, don't step on the black you know, something went down, don't step on the black ooze or whatever it was, the black. Uh, it was a footstep. My dumbass is like, hey, I want to see if this dude's foot was bigger than mine. So I step right on it. And as soon as I do, I feel something grab my ass. And I turn around, I'm like, Nick, did you just grab my ass? Nick is like six feet away from me, looking the opposite direction no signs of he just moved and i'm in front of him 
Exactly. So something happened. I, 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 I say, hey, Nick, did you just grab my ass? He's like, no, man, I've been over here. Don't step on the... Oops, I already did. I already stepped on it. I'm sorry. We're like, all right, I'm feeling a little bit uneasy. Both of us were starting to feel uneasy. I was getting anxiety. You know, let's just, let's get out of here. We saw this exit. We took it. We walked down some stairs. And we walked down this kind of, kind of like a ramp thing. Uh, driveway, ramp, down. This led to the admission room. And Nick, Nick's trying to get in. I don't know if he got in and I wasn't there. Nope. We'll get into that. I'm like, hey, Nick, I'm going to just, you know, sit here for a little bit. I'm feeling really dizzy. I'm feeling really, really dizzy. And that's when, you know, stuff starts to hit the fan. <laughs> so I'm sitting down. Nick's doing his little thing. And I start seeing shit. Like, I start seeing a car. Almost like he, it, it was coming down the ramp that we just took and dropping off a patient and uh it's it's like i was hallucinating but i was there if you know what i mean um i don't know if you've ever had i know you have uh the audience if you've ever had like sleep paralysis where you see something that's not actually there but your brain tricks you or if you've ever lucid dreamed same thing but that's kind of what it was. That's what I saw. I saw a patient coming into the admission room. And what's crazy is I saw that before Nick told me it was an admission room. And uh, Nick sees that I'm not doing all right. I, I think I was a little bit pale. And he's like, you know what? Let's just keep moving. I couldn't get in. Let's just, let's just keep moving. All right. So we, we keep moving. We're walking on the outside. We're not going back in there. And Nick goes, did you hear that? I'm like, what are you talking about? He says, there's this little girl that screamed. And I'm like, no, I didn't hear that. The scream was loud. It sounded like this thing that FaZe Rugs been blowing into. TikTok, it's called the Aztec death whistle. And when you blow it, it sounds like a girl screaming. So we're going like to tunnel and we're going to test this out. Three, two, one. But it was longer than that. That's what it sounded like. Yeah. Uh, and um, so we keep walking, and Nick, he's like a few feet in front of me, and he and I, he turns to me. He says, "Don't leave any sign that we were here. Don't leave any DNA. Don't leave anything." And as soon as he <laughs> said that, he looks at me. I get really nauseous, and I just vomit like three times, <laughs> right on the the street, right in the middle of the street. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry, I can't <laughs> And me, I have a strong stomach. I don't throw up easily. But I just started feeling really dizzy and just, I vomited, you know, I threw up. We start walking on the outside of the building. We go around, we're like, we got to get out of here. Something's going, something's going on. And as we're walking, I just get more and more, I just get more and more angry. And I'm able to keep my anger in control a decent amount but turn that on all right i just kept getting angry angry and angry and nick's talking but i can't hear him i hear like muffled as if he was underwater and nick's talking i see him but i don't see him i start seeing lights flicker i'm like 
somebody's gonna get us it's the cops it's something but it ended up being the street lights that used to work out there as if you know as if you were flashing from the present to the past and present to the past and present to the past and that's how it felt and as this is happening i'm just angry and more angry and angry stuff that i don't want to see i saw and uh I kept walking and I just couldn't take it anymore. Nick's like, are you okay? And I just slammed my fist into the asphalt and my knuckles started bleeding. <laughs> like, I don't even think they bled, dude. I think you just hit him and they, they just scuffed him a little bit. I don't think they bled. Oh, well. Anyway, I hit it hard. That's and what she said. I'm like, dude, I, I got to get out of here. So we walked through this abandoned, this old parking lot that used to be uh, right next to the, one of the buildings and i'm like yo stop get down and something told me that like something was watching us and i ended up seeing one of like an old-fashioned car again and i'm like there's there's a car get down get down car goes by we keep walking again and nick's like this is the part where i i don't remember anything until i got past the bridge but um, it's like I was there, but not there at the same time. <laughs> um, like I was, uh, I guess I was the ghost. And I was just watching myself do things that I didn't do before. It was like he was uh, spectating himself. Exactly. Yeah, that, that, like I wasn't in third person, but I was still spectating, spectating myself. Um, Are you talking about like, kind of like in uh, a Christmas carol where, um, in the Ghost of Christmas Past is standing there with him, and Scrooge is standing next to him, but he's watching his past self. But instead of his past, you're actually just watching what's going on right now, but you're not in your body. You're just watching yourself. Um, More like you're watching someone stream, and they don't have a face cam, and it's like a first-person shooter or something. Oh, okay. And that I makes watching sense. that, but I had no control of my emotions. And... um. I remember hearing Nick again underwater saying, like, hey, get there, there's briars, be careful, you know, just tall grass. And I just trucked through them, like, hey, I ain't scared of no grass. The grass hasn't been cut, it's just knee high. It was, it was pretty large grass, but um, we're not here talking about the grass here. Um, but I just keep hustling and walking and hustling and hustling, just trucking through all this, like, uh, overgrowth. And it's like, I see one more scene from, I guess you, you could say the past and this security guard ended up dying. I saw a security guard just die and it was pretty gruesome. And it started, it was, it was flickering between the security guard and this one person that I did not like at the time. Again, I'm not going to say no names. Brandon McFall. <laughs> That's his, I'm just kidding. That's his brother. Um, just kidding, y'all. Just kidding. But as soon as I, uh, as soon as I crossed the bridge, you know, we got out of there. We went through the fence, uh, crossed the bridge over the train tracks, and my nausea was gone. My headache was gone. I didn't feel like I was in a dream state or a daze anymore. I felt like I was still in my body. My body felt actually a little heavy. And 
we ended up getting in the car and just leaving. And the further we got from there, the more the more I started feeling like myself. And I don't get scared easily, but I was really scared to go to sleep that night because I didn't know what I was going to see. And I gave you the Bible and told you to go to bed with it. You was like, sleep with the Bible. Sleep with the Bible. Like I said, I'm, I'm agnostic. I'm obnoxious too, but I'm agnostic. <laughs> and uh, I, I covered with that motherfucker. I'm a God-fearing Christian woman. I was that night. <laughs> See, I got this asylum is different. Yeah, he, he wants to go back. Okay, so I came there the first time with Dylan, and the building that me and Matt first went into was closed. There was no way to get in it. So we went and checked most of the buildings, and that middle building was open. So when me and Dylan were there, we didn't stay long. And then when we got out of there, I was hearing little girls laughing from behind us. And I've been in so many abandoned buildings, you guys, haunted. Even I went to Trans-Allegheny. A freaking security guard was murdered in the hallway. And guess what? Even with the flashlights turning on by themselves, when we talked to them, didn't bother me. But for some reason, man, them freaking little girls scared shit out of me. But Dylan felt anxiety. So you would, we would come out into the field, and then we'd go under the fence, and then we'd walk to the tree line, and then there would be this uh, the bridge. It's like a highway bridge. It goes over train tracks, though, like train goes underneath it. So we'd hop that, and then once we got to the end of it on the opposite side, Dylan felt okay. So I brought Matt with me. I know it's a it's a very sketchy. It's the backside of the asylum. I realize the front side is a lot easier to get in. We could walk a path and go through the fence, and we're right there by right beside the building. So yeah, I took Matt and Dylan the hardest ways to get the hardest way to get in there. So we go. Matt's fine. We're like we're crouching down. Cars are going by. So we go into the first building because I realize there's glass in front of me on the ground, and I look up and the windows open, and I'm like there's glass on the ground there's a rock in front of me somebody threw that from the inside so i go and there's words written on the door but it's backwards and i'm like fuck yeah so we go in and we just explore the building and i'm telling matt like let's go to the second building like the middle building that's the one that's active right and so we go to this building i open the door as always walk by the couch go to it and i see the glass shattered i was like yo somebody sh- fuck this window up it was like a window in the door so i opened it and i walked and there's the ouija board top and that's where matt was like yeah fuck that i don't really i don't know what his exact words were but pretty much fuck that i'm not going any further that was kind of like the drifts of it i don't know the exact words that came out of his mouth but that was pretty much it something like telling him like don't be scared like no balls so we go downstairs to the mail room well, there's a red candle, like one of them long candles, like the dollar candles that you buy at the Dollar Tree, long red ones. And there's like 666 and pentagrams all over the wall. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm used to this. That room. You never went into that room? I never went into that room. I just stayed uh, outside. I was playing with that foot thing. The problem, the reason why I told him not to step on the footprint is because I realized um, connected into the mail room, there was another room connected. But there was this black smear coming out into the hallway. I was like, why is it smeared? And then right behind it was a black footprint, perfect print. Like somebody's shoe was perfect. It like somebody stepped in paint and then they stepped their foot on. You know, every little bit of that shoe was there. Like it was perfect footprint. And the reason why I told him not to step on it, because in that room, somebody had drawn a big black circle and then they had this six pointed star in it. 
So I guess that's where they did the Ouija board at. And they had all the candles. That's what the candles were for. And the Ouija board, somebody had summoned something there. I was like, fuck, somebody had summoned a demon here. That's not good. And I tell Matt, like, don't step on that black footprint. Because what they did was once they got done with the ritual, they took their foot and they, they hit the seal. They pushed their foot across the line and it breaks the seal. So I, I guess after they swiped it a few times with their foot, they stepped back and then that's where it left the footprint. I told Matt, don't step on it. Then all of a sudden I'm standing in front of him. I'm looking at the door. All I hear is, <gasps> I'm like, yo, what's up? He was like, did you just touch my ass? I'm like, dude, I'm in front of you. How did I touch your ass? But okay. So like he said, we walked out the door and there's like a accessibility ramp for like people in wheelchairs. So we walked down that and we go to the next building. So the next building's like, you know how you play Jenga and you like take half of the, the blocks off and like you still have half of the building and then the other half is not? Well, it was an emissions building. So people would be in vans and they would drive down this ramp underneath the building and then they would park it right in front of the door and it said emissions. And then I guess they drop off the patients there and then they just drive and they come out the other side of the building and they go back up onto the path, like back up on the road and continue, you know? So it kind of looks like a uh, bow and arrow. Like if you look at a bow, y'all see the line and then you have the little wrap around. Yeah, it looks like that. So Matt's walking with me and I'm not really paying attention to him, but I, I see the main road and I'm like, all right, we got to be careful because the main road's right there. You know, the moon is out and the moon, you know how bright the fucking moon can be. Yeah. So we're walking. He sits down and I'm like, okay, he, whatever. I grabbed the door to the missions locked. I'm like, fuck. And I was like, Matt, this is the missions build. I'm excited, but it was like no way in the fucking building. I don't even think I ever got into it, to be honest with you. Um, even when me and Dylan did the tunnel systems, I don't think that we got to it because one of the tunnel doors was locked and Dylan was trying to break it, but it wouldn't, it wouldn't budge. I mean, this dude was hitting it with a metal pipe and it wouldn't budge. So I was like, fuck, we'll have to find another way through. But um, we're sitting there and um, all of a sudden I sit next to Matt and I'm like, you know what? fuck it we'll just chill right here for the moment and then i hear that scream like the thing i just showed y'all the aztec whistle whatever i heard that but y'all got to think we're under a carport too so it echoes just like that so i'm like yo let's let's go so matt gets up and he's walking like he's intoxicated and he's like pale looking i'm like the fuck is wrong with him i said dude don't leave no evidence because that's what happened last time dylan was trying to break in one of the buildings and the plexiglass cut his finger and his blood dripped on the ground and of course it was raining that day, but where his blood dripped, the building was stopping the rain. So it's not like the water would wash his blood away. So that's why I told Matt, like, don't leave no evidence of here. No, I, nothing here. He's like, Bleh! and just throws up right there on the concrete. And that shit looked black. I was like, that does not look like regular vomit. That shit looks black. He did it like three times. He's like, I'm like, fuck. So I'm like, I got to get Matt out of here. I, I was like, I would like to show you the rest of the 13 buildings. Well, the 12 buildings we haven't, well, the 11 buildings we haven't seen or 12. Yeah. Yeah. The 12 buildings we haven't seen yet. No, the 11 buildings we haven't seen yet, but you know, it's time for him to go. So we're walking by the, um, we go into the middle yard and kind of looks, excuse me, like a college, you know, it has the campus college feel like, you know, they got the street lights, you know, but none of them work, but it was like, Matt was living, like back then it was like he was like he said with the lights turning on and off he was probably jumping from the past to the present to the past to the present to the past to the present so 
that, that that was probably pretty cool and scary at the same time so we're walking and we go back to like the first building where me and him first entered right and he's getting aggressive he's like man fuck this guy and you know he's talking about the guy that you know he has an issue with at the time and then he's like talking he says something else that didn't make no sense and then he balls up his fists and he like goes down and he like thor punches the fucking ground and then like y'all gotta think this is asphalt this is real street. This isn't concrete. This isn't grass. This isn't mud. This isn't water. This bitch is asphalt. And y'all know how asphalt is. It's really high in one place, really low in another. It's not flat like concrete where it's a perfect punch. It's like when you hit asphalt, it's like, you don't know what, it's like punching somebody with crooked teeth. You don't know what the fuck is going to happen to your knuckles. And so <laughs> it didn't look like it hurt at all. And he just like kept walking. And I was like, all right, so we got to the tall grass. We're headed back to the fence because I had made a hole there and then I've taken some bolt cutters the time before and cut it up higher. So I'm looking for the hole. No, I don't think I had the bolt cutters at the time. No, I didn't. We, there was just a hole. We had to crouch and go underneath it. So he's walking and he's looking for it. And he's like, stop. And I'm looking around like, what the fuck? He's like, get down. I was like, what the fuck? Okay. So he finally gets up and he goes and he looks for the hole. He finds the hole. He's like power walking like George from Call of the Dead. And he finally gets to the fence. He goes underneath it. I go underneath it. He walks a little bit in front of me. You guys got to remember, this is summertime. So there's briars. There's trees that fallen over. There's tall grass. I'm worried about snakes the most. I don't give a fuck about ticks and fleas. And I was worried about a snake being in that bitch and biting my ass. So Matt well, steps over the tree. And the moment he does, he throws up one last time. I was like, fuck. He's probably going to be sick the rest of the night. This is bad. So he walks, he walks, he walks. He gets to the bridge and their car comes by and he just jumps over the fucking guardrail and he just keeps walking. I'm like, Matt, Matt, what the fuck? Matt, where are you going? And then I, I crouched down because another car passed. And then I hopped over and then I ran to the other side of the bridge. And then I got to the end of that bridge and I was like, Matt, he was like, what? I was like, you good? He was like, yeah. So we went back to the Chick-fil-A, got in the car. Well, no, we went back to the motel. That's where we parked at. And we started talking about the whole situation. And then on the way home, we got pulled over in Craigsville because of um, me speeding. And he got a, he gave us a warning. Don't speed, kids. So uh, he gave us a warning. And then we went back to the house. And he didn't throw up the rest of the night. Like you said, he started acting normal. He was fine. Everything was Gucci. My anxiety started going down a little bit. I was like, man, I'm feeling good now. But then I gave him the Bible when we got home. I have a guest bed, like in the guest room, like I have my room, the hallway with the bathroom in it, and then the guest room. So he goes in the guest room to sleep and I give him the Bible that I got from my friends from a couple of years ago when they were still Christians, but they're not now. But um, they bought me a Bible for my birthday and I was like, okay, maybe this will keep him safe. And then when I gave him the Bible, I woke up in the middle of the night, he was a demon spider walking in my room. No, I'm just kidding. That didn't happen. But the Bible thing did happen. He went to bed, woke up. He was fine the next day. I drove him to like close to the border of Virginia and his mom picked him up and that was about it. So he has a score to settle. We were supposed to fucking go, but then Caitlin and Brandon were sitting there like, yeah, we woke you up. And then this, I'm like, dude, I don't even remember you waking me up. They're like, yeah, you sat up and spoke to us. And we were saying we we're going to Walmart. I said, yeah, but I went back to sleep. I honestly don't remember that. See, I wanted to go that night, but Caitlin and Brandon were bullshitting so fucking much and then Brandon wanted to dye his hair and then have Caitlin do it I'm just like dude 
let's go to the asylum and let's go have fun. I mean, I was so fucking bored, I passed out. <laughs> exactly. Like, we were waiting for Brennan's hair to die, and I'm like, bro, we could be going right now. And then me and you both fell asleep, and then they didn't wake us up to, like, go do anything. And then the next, Brandon woke me up and was like, yeah, we're going to Walmart. And then I remember him doing her, like, getting his hair done a little bit, and then the mess that it made. But then the next time I woke up, I woke up, and Brandon was like, hey, man, we're leaving. I was like, why are you leaving so goddamn early? It's like six in the morning, motherfucker. You ain't got to be at work until like, what, five, six at night? What the hell wrong with you? Waking up at 6 a.m. And then I see you. You're like dragging ass over there. I'm like, what the fuck? I didn't want to be there. <laughs> I didn't want to get up. We literally could have gone to the asylum. They're the reason why we got held back. They could, they, they'll sit there and blame it on me and be like, oh, well, you fell asleep. You go over there, you slap my fucking ass and wake me up because I was ready to go. Uh, y'all were just dilly daggling around. Well, we woke you up and when we fuck that, you slapped the shit. I mean, you really wake me up, like for real. Don't days wake me up and say, yeah, well, we did wake you up and we were telling you we were going to Walmart. No, you go over there and you shake me like you did at 6 a.m. and wake me up for real and I will, I'll get up. I mean, I had a power nap. Let's go. Let's go. If you were to told, if he would have grabbed my shoulder and shake me like Nick, let's go and just keep shaking me until I get out of the bed. All I had to do was just keep shaking my arm until I got out of the bed. Yeah. I'm not that heavy of a sleeper. If you go on Google Maps and hit their satellite and go to where Dijonet is located, they renamed it to Artisan Center of Virginia. Artisan? Artisan, yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. It's Artisan. Um, like artisan with an S at the end, Central Art. Virginia. Hmm. Weird. Right on Dijonet, man. But um, if you were to do that, the tunnels are basically right under the sidewalk. I hope they're not turning it into some motherfucking building, some architects, some bullshit. We need to hurry up and go then. Okay. Well, let me see. Let me see. Let me move this over and uh, what the? F okay, that was all right. So we're still recording. Okay, that's fine. So let's okay. Let's so you said what? What do I look up? Um, just go to where Dijonet was Google Earth or what? Um, I just went to Google Maps and Google Maps satellite mode. All right, satellite mode, satellite mode. Some of these other asylums I want to take you to that we could pay for to stay overnight. I'd like to take you there too. I want to buy. I wanted to buy the asylums, what I wanted to do. There are a lot of buildings. Holy shit! At Western, Western State. I didn't. I didn't realize. I only remember seeing like the three. All right, I typed in Frontier Culture Museum because that's like right there, right beside it. Yeah, and then just uh, go a little bit north and then uh, a little bit east. The Kaufman's Funeral Home and Crematory? What? What the fuck? It's right beside it. I see the building, but it's not saying it's named. What the fuck? Probably because I typed in the culture instead of uh, the road itself. Yeah, I'll uh, send you a picture. But yeah, excuse us, guys. Uh, uh, whoever's listening to the podcast, we're we're researching. 
All right, I'm zooming in now. Let's see exactly. She's joined in. Where's that bitch at? Okay, so this is the culture museum right here. Yeah. Yeah, there's the roundabout in the museum. So it's this way George M. Cochran Pipeway. Keep going. Where are you at, you little motherfucker? That's 644. I didn't know that was the name of the road, but okay. Here it is. Where's the building? Where's the building? There's the baby. Artist Center of Virginia. Yeah, I see it now. A R T I S A N S Center of Virginia. All right. So you when you go and you look at that where the word is, you see where the one, two, three, four, five trailers are? Go in front of that. You see where it's like a little building, and then you see like this big looks like a dirt thing. It's right there where you see Artist Center of Virginia. Go to the left of that, and you see like that little square thing sitting there, and the trees are beside it. Yeah, yeah. That's the crematory. Oh, I knew that. Um, I think yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Wait, no, this building right here, the one at the ending beside the suicide porch, that's the crematory I'm at. You can see the pipe on top of the roof. If you look at the shadow, you can see it. Yeah. I thought that was the boiler room. Oh. I mean, it could be the crematory. And then uh, that, that one that's a little bit higher. I don't know, sir. I don't know, sire. Holy shit. It ain't even showing us Chick-fil-A or Bojangles. It just shows dirt. This must be old because it's not showing the McDonald's or the fucking Bojangles or the Chick-fil-A, and those buildings are there. It's just showing dirt. This must be old. I mean, maps are kind of old, too, because, like, you got to think, when you type in my old address and I look, it has Art and Bev still parked in my driveway. And I'm like, bro, that was 2011. So why the fuck? So that might be old. I don't know. But still, I want to go back and do it before it gets to the point where it gets to the point where you can't do it no more, Jesus. We're gonna we're gonna call possessed building building a hundred, okay? Where's possessed building at? I'm looking for that right now. I'm already over there. Where is that? Because it's called one hundred North Frontier Drive. So we're just gonna call. Oh it my God! There it is. Hundred one hundred. You're already over there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. So go in front of that, and I think it's building. You can um, share. Um, go to uh, the Zoom thing. And that little green button at the at the bottom. Oh God! Oh God! Oh God! Share my porn. Dear God, please. I mean, now what? So is this this is what you're seeing now? Yeah. Okay. Can you see it now? Can you see my screen? I can just see uh, Google. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, can you see the yeah, yeah. 100? Okay, so this is the, uh, this is, I'm going to show you where we enter. I think it's this building right here. This is the building that you can get on top of because I remember it was the straight line right here, and this is the cafeteria right here. This is cafeteria. I never, I don't think I went in. I think this one's another building. I can't remember what that is. Um, hey, uh, can you enable participant screen sharing so I can see, uh, show you everything? How do you do that? No idea. I might have to stop screen sharing and you'll have to screen share. 
So over here, I think this is where the um, uh, me and Dylan heard the coyote because this is HR. There's nothing in that building, but it's HR's building. But um, I'm gonna show you the easy way we got that I was telling you we were getting in. So this is where we could get in right here. So, oh God, my wrist hurts. So there's hotels right here. So what you do is you pull in, this is Richmond Avenue, pull in, you drive up here, you could park here. And I was thinking about walking, but now they got a gas station right here. It's, I was on the phone with Sean earlier and I saw it, it's sitting right here. So this is the roundabout you can go through right and here, this is where it changes. I think this is where the 7-Eleven is now. Yeah, where 99 is. Um, and then there's a little building. I don't know if you could see it, but there's a little building somewhere right here. I think that's where it is um, that I was playing in where I dropped my wallet at. But then you drive up here and nobody can really see you because all these trees. It doesn't look like it's hidden from here, but it is. And Adam drove down here. And what the fuck? Where's the gate at? Okay, so I guess I passed the gate. So there's a gate somewhere right up here. Oh, yeah, this is you. There's the fence right here, and you can hop out, and that's the building right there that I never went into. And then there's the the road keeps going, and that's where it takes you. And there's the there's the train track thing. So that's the white building I never got into. But this is the building we did get into is this one, the one we went behind and that we went inside. And then um, when I told you me and Dylan were about to get caught that one time, it was, it was this building. I want to say it was, uh, where the fuck was it? Yeah, I want to say it's. It was somewhere right here. I stepped out and the light flashed by me. I was like, fuck. And we ran out behind the thing and then we took off running. Where's the basketball court then? That must not be the building because there's a basketball court. And we took off fucking running, dude. What? The I've been in that building. <laughs> I'm not going to know what you're talking about. Yeah, they're going to be like, the fuck is this? I've never been in that building either. This one is very close too. Like, because somebody, this is the gate they came in. The fire department came in and they drove down here. And I think um, this is where they came around. And I think it was this building. I was like, shit. I was like, Matt, that light's too close. And then we ran. I mean, uh, Dylan, that light's too close. And we went to this side. And then we were going to come around this side. And it was going to continue to go. But they stopped. So me and Dylan ran through here, like, fucking as fast as possible. And we just ran all, I had boots on too. We ran through all this, all the way back to the fucking fence right here. Climbed through the fence, ran all the way up. There's the bridge right there. Right there is where you said you're starting to feel different. And that's where Dylan said he started feeling different too. Yeah, that was a harder way to get in. So, all right, now you can screen share and show me what you want. Show me what you want, what you really, really want. Still can't. It's, uh, it says you disabled it, but Ow. it's all right. Bitch, I did not disable. Sure. Oh, we could, uh, we could just talk because, you know, it's a podcast, you know, not a video cast. Man, fuck those kids. <laughs>
I don't know how to enable it. Oh, I see. I see yours though. It's alright. I don't know how to enable it. It's alright, man. Don't worry about it. I'll just show you when it's just me and you. Yeah, because they have no idea what the fuck we're talking about. No, no. All right. Now that we talked about exploring, I'll have to take you to, uh, we'll have to go back and finish our last little bit. I want to take you through both buildings because I've, I've, like I told you, I figured out um, where that crow scared the shit out of everybody. If you go up where that crow was at and you go through that door, you take a left, you keep going down and you go through the double doors. It leads you right up to that door where we recorded uh, escape room. And then as you remember the stairwell that I took, instead of going down, you go up and then that's where it was. So I was like, God fucking darn it. Cause it's weird. Cause on that side of the building, there's also an attic that leads out on the top. It's closed in, but then you can go out on the top and then you can see everything on top of the building. Dude, we're going to have to go check those out. Yeah. We're going to have to check those out. Cause I've never seen it. Cause it's got a stage in there and shit. On um, that first building that we went to before you got possessed, um, that had a stage in the basement. Like, it eventually has a tunnel. You go into the tunnels. That one's got tunnels, too. It leads throughout the whole asylum. Me and Dylan walked through every one of them, majority of them. So, let's get lost. And let's get lost, and then we can find each other. But, um, wink emoji. <laughs> I don't know, man. What else is there to talk about besides uh, mixing and mastering? Besides mixing and mastering, like something, you know, because I have no idea how to do that. Me neither. But I wanted to tell you that was the main reason why my music sucks, because I do not know how to mix and master. Like the shit that they freaking do for mixing and mastering is freaking ridiculous. I'm like, what the fuck am I supposed to? Uh, what the fuck? I don't even know. Like what the fuck mixing is and then that's why the song sounds so bad like that's why the beat doesn't sound good that's why you know i I just don't know there's just a lot of shit that goes into it that was my main problem with my music is like mixing and mastering and then people want so much for it and i'm just like yeah fuck all that i'm like fuck all that bullshit you know what i mean Nah, me. But um, how about we talk about how trash my music is? Uh, I think we've uh, we've we've already established that years ago. Years ago, but <laughs> are you screen sharing? Oh fuck! It disappeared. Oh well. Job, job search. Let me wait. Oh yeah, I was job searching at one point. <laughs> oh well, I was gonna. Oh, well, mixing and mastering, eventually, hopefully I can figure it out and have somebody do it because that's the reason why my vocal sounds so muddy. That's why my vocal sounds so low. That's why it doesn't sound studio quality is because you have to mastery, which there's plenty of mastering programs like Lander and Emaster, but mixing is different. And then you got to mix the vocals as well. You got to mix the beat and there's just, there's so much into it, man. It's just, and then you got to have the isotopes preset to have your vocals sound louder and it's just a fucking pain in the ass next next <laughs> fuck that bullshit as much as we clown on success i think success made an impact because that is like the most talked about project 
out of all the projects I have made. Definitely is most talked about. Because, I mean, um, we have – well, I had Scars, but there was two beats on there that didn't belong to me, and I'm getting paid for that album. So I, I'm not actually getting paid, but I'm putting up there to make money. So I had to remove the whole project, and I'm going to uh, – I took a lot of songs off. What I'm going to start doing now is I'm going to make either – what the fuck is that going on back there? Oh, it was the mixing and mastering video that I wanted to show you that didn't fucking show itself. Oh, I was scared. I was I was looking behind me. What the fuck? Oh my god! What the fuck is that? Oh my god, man, is it gonna go down? What is behind me? Um. So yeah, that's that's all that I have to say about the music. Besides, success is pretty much the most talked about, even though it's the worst. It's still the most talked about project over generations over over generation over haunted over scars and over the two eps i think i have one EP. no i had the nick asylum ep but that's only on soundcloud but i do have the subconscious ep on you know spotify i'm still getting some listeners there and then oh let me look at the stats now since brandon thinks I only got two listeners <laughs> jokes on that dickhead Three listeners, three streams, and seven followers. Beat that, Brandon. That's more than two listeners. My top song right now, Haunted by Screams. It's been streamed one time. <laughs> Madness, one time. Murder in Wonderland, one time. So let's go and look at the songs. Disappointment's got seven. In the last 28 days, it's got seven streams. Disappointment. Haunted by Screams, two. Madness, two. You Can't Love Someone Like Me, one. And Murder in Wonderland, which is... Just me freestyle. Seven listeners, your profile and category. Listeners own playlist and library. So they're listening to my shit on their own playlist and library. I have 71 females and 29 males. Wow, percentage-wise. Mainly it's the males that are outdoing the women. 18 and younger, 43%. 18 to 22 years old, 14. 23 to 27, zero. 28 to 34, this is age, 14%. 35 to 44, zero. 45 to 59, 29. 60 plus, zero. Obviously, old people ain't listening to my shit. Top countries, United States, four. Argentina, one. Canada, one. United Kingdom, one. Top cities, Catterick, United Kingdom. Regina, Canada. Richmond, United States. Hey, that's only two hours from us. Both directions. Allendale, United States, and Greenbrier. Uh Uh-oh. Greenbrier. That's West Virginia. That's that's where they recorded the wrong turn movies. You know about that movies, right? Yeah, I know about the movies. Okay, yeah. It's weird because like I was talking to um Emily, which used to be Caitlin's friend, but Caitlin blocked her. Now she's my friend. She's from Canada. She has a friend named Amber. We are on FaceTime together, and she was like, Yeah. I'm from West Virginia, and um, I know that road where they went and recorded Wrong Turn at. Dylan told me that he had a friend that went out there, and he saw the old vehicles still sitting there from the movie. He was like, I wasn't going nowhere near those cars because they might have been a trap. I might have stepped on a bear trap, and, you know, the hillbillies come out of nowhere, start dragging me and shit. I was like, I don't blame you. I would have stayed the fuck away, too. So, yeah, beat that Argentina. Oh, of course it's going to be too freaking bright. Of course, of course. Podcast wise, podcast is doing okay. Yeah, it's just, just it's all right. Uh, 
Caitlin shared my podcast on her uh, Snapchat. One of her friends said it. My girl, my ex, my girlfriend cheated on me. You know how many freaking plays he got? Okay, so starting the season, ending 2020 with Brandon got 11. Happy birthday, mom. One. My girlfriend cheated on me. 24. 24. It is literally one of the top dog episodes. Hey, bad press is still good press. Hell yeah. My girlfriend cheated on me is number two on the top episodes. How to be a gentleman is 51. My girlfriend cheated on me. 24. Young prodigy music hustling. Okay, that was with... um. That was Braden's episode. Uh, we were giving advice to young people because uh, he's he's in that category. I think he's like 18 or something. Um, 23, streaming, COVID, Facebook Live with Fabrizio, 20, and Wild Weekend with Brandon, 20. 89% of the people are in the United States, 8% are in Ireland, and 2% are in Vietnam. <laughs> shout out. Shout out, Vietnam. Shout out, Vietnam. For being the only country that could like obliviate America. <laughs> like, we like a nigga asylum. Like, we like a nigga asylum. Yo, shout out to my fucking homies in Vietnam and Ireland. Drink up that proper 12, boys. Exactly. And for the people listening in the United States, I appreciate y'all too. But I pr- already knew that people from the United States listen because that's where we're based at. And of course, it's going to like send it out to people. But I mean, that's still pretty fucking good. I think the podcast is pretty popping compared to the uh, music. Might have to start an OnlyFans. I, I would support you. I swear to God, I would. Would you watch any of my shit, or you just just subscribe? That was it. Oh, um, I don't know. Like, I mean, man, since we're on like podcast, I wouldn't watch your shit. Caitlin would not want me to have an OnlyFans. Nasty dick. <clears throat> Nasty I've like only filmed myself one time, fucking one time. I still have the video if you want to see it. <laughs> He's like, That's no. Your first thing, the first thing on OnlyFans. Yep. I have two videos from two different girls. I actually have more, but I deleted them. Actually, I sent them to Sean and yeah, we didn't save them in the chat or nothing like that. <laughs> Should have sent them through Instagram. I would have been able to save it in chat. You fucked two different girls. Yeah. I did. One in 2019 and one in 2020 and 2021. Same chick. Six second video of getting head. You only lasted six seconds, bro. Lucky. <laughs> That's how long I was going for. I don't know, dude. I want to fuck a bad bitch. Uh, I would love to, too, but like, uh, that's not happening. Dude, I'm like, the only thing I'm terrified of is like, Getting COVID or getting an STD from that chick. Yeah. So I'm worried about that. Especially the STD part. Ask Taylor, it doesn't wash off. <laughs> Ooh, that's not. Yeah, yeah. Mm, I actually need a taller chick too, because man, I'm being five nine and having a chick that's four nine, yo, it's hard, dude. I like have to be like halfway down the bed. She has to be all the way up at the top. When you're hitting it from the bat, you it is hard as shit. If you ain't doggy styling that or missionary, or well, you have a little problem. If she's not riding or doing doggy, it's really hard to like try to get it in that position. I I understand that one because uh she was like half a foot shorter than me. And I'm half a short footer than you. 
Yep. Dickwad. I got a damage card. Oh, yeah. By the way, what kind of fucking comeback or insult is, man, I heard you had a big dick, but you don't know how to use it. Like, thanks, bro, I guess. Jeez. Like, that's not what your mom said. Like, dang, bro. Go ahead and uh... be like, how do you not? How do you know that I don't know how to use it? Just because one girl's opinion? What makes you think that she wasn't enjoying it when she was getting it? What makes you think she's just not saying it because she's just an ex? Why are you talking about my dick? <laughs> How do you know that my dick's big? And why are you bringing it up as an insult? It's a compliment. Like, I just... I, I can learn how to use it, dammit. I'm, I'm, like, I'm sorry, I guess. I don't know what to say. I heard you had a horse cock, boy. You heard wrong. I mean, what? <laughs> You heard wrong. Guess what? It's a shrimp. Exactly. Like at least two inches hard. <laughs> I mean, on a good day. On a good day. Yeah. That shit was funny as hell. Oh, so, did your brother really go to Greenville to just to hang out with a chick and then left you at the crib? Because uh... he just sent me a Snapchat of him riding in the car and he tagged me. He was like, at Nikasam for the car and great stock speakers i was like you can't thank me for the stock speakers that was the factory that did that but you're welcome <laughs> about the car part yeah, thank you for your money yeah i mean yeah so he's not at the house is he no he's uh, i'm actually on his setup right now looking at stuff he is weird about his phone yo for some reason he does not like people touching his phone he don't mind me being on a computer or whatever he didn't have a big issue with that, but the moment I grabbed that motherfucker phone, yo, it's over. Exactly. I don't, I'm like, bro, if you're hiding nudes, I don't give a fuck. Really? If you sent dick pics, I don't give a fuck. I've got nothing to hide, man, honestly. I don't either. I mean, I have a porn history, but that's about it. You don't need to see my history. You're going to lose all the respect you have for me. Gay guy railed by horse. How'd you know? One man, one jar. Yeah. I, <laughs> I would be like, Matt, what are you watching? It's bad because we both know about that, though. Some, what the fuck? Oh, Emily's calling me. I'm going to ignore that. Sorry, Emily, but I'm on the podcast right now. You'll be okay. Yo, dude, left and right shit has been happening. I have to tell you something when we get off the podcast because I can't say it on air because uh, he'll kill me for it. Oof. No, I'll text it to you. I'll just text it to you. Through, um, it's all right, man. No, I'll just tell you. It ain't that serious. <laughs> but, dude, fucking 2021. Why are we all losing girls? Like, Emily, she, her and her girlfriend broke up. Me and Caitlin broke up. And then some other people broke up. There, there's just got to be some more people out there that's breaking up. It was like in 2020, we all got together because of quarantine. Now 2021's here, we're all like, fuck each other. We don't need each other no more because quarantine's over. Basically. <clears throat> Yo, fucking Caitlin had the audacity to keep telling people that we mutually broke up. No. That's some bullshit. You didn't even break up with me. You fucking went and cheated. And like Dale said, she's probably been talking to this guy the whole time they were at Home Depot together. And then now she, you know, stopped hiding him. She got done hiding him, and that's why he started coming to the house and stuff. Exactly. This dude. No, exactly what happened. Don't ever trust a girl when she's like, he's just my best friend. 
I was the best friend before. That's what I told her. I said, Caitlin, how do you think me and you started dating? We talked. We met each other. We became best friends. Then we became boyfriend and girlfriend. So you're not telling me that you're not cheating on this guy. And then she said before that, she was like, well, because I did a background on this guy. She was like, well, you didn't do a background on Eric. I said, wow, because you were, what were you thinking about cheating on me with Eric too? But since Eric had a little bit more morals or he got himself a girlfriend and he stopped talking to you and stuff that, you know, you didn't cheat on me with him. I'll fuck him up too. I'll beat the hell out of that Saudi Arabian motherfucker. Her dad don't even like Saudi Arabians. So if she thinks she's going to date him, good luck. Because your dad's going to kick his fucking ass because he's racist when it comes to them to them, the Middle Eastern people, which I ain't got a problem with them. I mean, I got a problem with a few of them, but I still got respect for a couple of them. They know who they are. They're from Jordan, so they know where. But I got respect for a couple of them. I really do. I don't care where they're from. I don't give a fuck where you're from. If As long as you got a nice personality and you ain't trying to be disrespectful, that's fine. I got more problems with white American people than I have anything else. Exactly. Especially white boys, man. People who like try to make me out to be racist and shit. I'm like, shit, what, racist to white people? Because it seems like the only people I'm beefing with is white dudes. Yeah. Um, definitely. I, I don't really like, like, I'm not racist or anything, but I don't like white, like, white girl teenagers because they always feel like they should be in stuff that they're not supposed to be in. Like, like for example, like, if if I'm talking to one of my friends and, you know, I call him a, a fucker or something, they will jump in and be like, oh, my gosh, you are not supposed to be talking to him that way. That is so disrespectful. Like, dude, you... I, Cancel with this kid. I've grown up with this guy. I could call him a fucker if I want to. And they don't know how to handle a roast either. You try to like roast them or something, and they like start crying or get easily offended. I'm like, what in the fuck is wrong with you? Why are you acting that way? But then they'll go and oh my god, play victim. I hate when they do something wrong. And like, I didn't do anything wrong, or they're they're looking at you like, what did I do wrong? And then they want you to explain what they did wrong, even though they know what they did wrong. Dude, my ex did that so many times, man. She, it's it's a fucking Lauren Layton trait. And yes, Lauren, I said your fucking name. Dude, no lie. My ex, she would uh she would let she would sit on a dude's lap and be like, what's the matter? We're just sitting together. You're sitting on this dude's lap right in front of me. Like, He's not your boyfriend. It's not an accident. I saw you do this shit. Like Eminem said, what'd you do? Trip and fell, landed on his dick. Exactly. Like, I'm not stupid. I might not be exactly book smart or anything, but I'm not stupid. I know how to put two and two together. It's, it's, it's fucking elementary school cheating. It's that easy. Like, girls think that we're that dumb. Oh, you, you know, I'm your boyfriend, but you're sitting on this random dude's lap or my homeboy's lap. And you're like, what's wrong? We're just sitting. But then, guess what? They're all up on your ass if, you know, some girl messaged you, who is that fucking slut? And like, that's my fucking cousin. And you're calling her a fucking slut just because you don't like her. I mean, she won't even be dressed like a slut. And she'd be like, man, that fucking slut. Like, there's been times. Like her picture. Yeah, why'd you like her picture? Well, she's my cousin. And she's lesbian. Yeah, why'd you sit on homie's lap then? Yeah, like, dude, I remember how it felt when I found out, like, she cheated on me the first time. It was in April. It was actually right before I went to your house and went to Dee's Arnett. And um, 
she's sitting and she gets invited to this birthday party uh bonfire thing or whatever and i'm at work and we just had we just had a fight it wasn't a major fight but it was enough to you know get me anxious and i was like you know what i'm sorry you know whatever she says it's fine i'm just going to this party i knew she was going to this party anyways i was uh-huh i was i was invited but i had to work so you know caitlin went to one of those too and she's like she didn't message me usually she does she didn't message me finally messaged me on break and she sends me this snapchat of her on some dude's lap you know who it is i'm not gonna say his name on his lap the best friend right the guy that we saw at the concert yeah okay um on his lap on a on a lawn chair right next to the bonfire um and they're both like like on each other and i'm sitting there why the fuck did you send that to me one i'm working two like i just started feeling so anxious i started throwing up i had to go home i had to leave that is the worst thing is when somebody tells you your girl's cheating or you're seating your girl cheating and you're at work or school is really bad in school when you're sitting there and you have to see your girl the next period. And then you're, like, you're sitting there. Somebody's like, oh, yeah, your girlfriend cheated. Or you saw her and you're sitting in class and the time goes 20 times slower. And you're just your foot's going. You're like, I got to talk to her. I got to talk to her. I had that happen to me in class. 10th grade year. You continue. No, no, you're good, bro. So you went home. I went home. And I just started flipping shit. Like I wasn't, I wasn't mad. I was just really sad. I went for a, a walk, and by walk I mean run. And um, I just had to get everything out of my head. I ended up calling you that night, I think. And um, you ended up coming down. I'm like Nick, I can't take it anymore. I'm sick. I just, I need help. I need somebody. And you came down. Brandon was up in Michigan, and. I remember the next day we went to the Museum of Science and the whole time we were just freestyling. You've seen, you saw me get angry, angry. For the Yo, rap. Yeah, you trying to compete? You trying to battle? You remember that guy that walked by us and he was like, yo, rap? And you're like, yeah, you trying to compete? And he was like, oh, oh. he was a beat maker. He wasn't even a um, rapper. And see, me back in the day, I used to have, uh, to the audience, I used to have very bad stage fright extreme stage fright i didn't like people seeing me i don't like being the center of attention and this dude comes up we're just repping on the bridge and everything trying to get out of my comfort zone and um this guy comes up he's hearing us he's like oh okay okay so you guys rap and i said yeah you trying to battle and i get all big and beefy and everything <laughs> and he's like no 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 i make beats and i was like all right all right play something so i start freestyling over this dude's beat that he made People walking by. People walking by. I don't even care. Because, you know, when you get cheated on, or most of the time you go through that phase of, you know, nothing else can hurt me anymore. I've, I've been through it all. Nothing else can hurt me. Fuck it. And when you're on the outside, when your friend gets cheated on, this, I know now because I was cheated on. My ex-girlfriend, she'll make up a bunch of shit and say we broke up mutually and all this other bullshit. She didn't even break up with me. I already got enough episodes talking about the fucking bitch. Thank you for the 24 listeners. I hope you know. But see, at that time period, I didn't know what it was like being cheated on. And I wasn't spending a lot of time with girls because I'm, I'm gay. No, I'm just kidding. 
mellow mushroom we are. Bro, we're going to talk about that shit. We're going to talk about how you threw us under the bus after that. I forgot we had to tell that story. Got to. So, so he got cheated on, and it's he started talking about her a lot. And there was like a point where, you know, when you're an outsider, you don't care as much as the person that's going through it. Like, you feel sorry for him. You're like, yeah, I'm sorry, whatever. But then as time goes by, they're still feeling it, and you're just like, okay, I'm done. I'm done with them talking about it. And that's what me and Brandon felt. But now that me and him been in that same situation, and me, I'm going through it. I find myself still talking about this bitch. Like I was saying earlier to Emily, I was like, it's, it seems like she's dead. And she was like, what do you mean? I said, well, I kissed her goodbye. She left. I never saw her again. She used to FaceTime me. Like, I don't know. Tell me if this sounds a little weird to you or do you understand? Aaron FaceTimed me all the time. He was a friend of mine, you guys, who died in a car accident. If you haven't heard the episode, you might have to go listen to it. It's called Rest in Peace, Aaron Keen. He FaceTimed me all the time. And then he would like my statuses on Facebook. He would view my Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook stories. He would view those. I would scroll through and see what, like who, what, which people were watching and everything. And he would even buy my music and stuff. But then when he passed away, all that disappeared. He stopped viewing my stuff. He'd stop messaging me. No more FaceTime calls. Nothing. Everything was gone. And then the only time I see him is his grave. I walk up to his grave. So that's what it feels like with Caitlin. It was like she was with me one second. You know, we I worked so hard to get to know her and then dated her. And then, boom, within a week, like, of that week, she cheated on me the day before the last time I spoke to Aaron. The last time I spoke to Aaron was February 25th, 2018. That was the last time we talked on the phone, and then he passed away March 2nd. And she cheated on me February 24th. Well, that was when it all ended, February 24th, 2021. So, and so I'm sitting there like, oh my God. And it just, is she like disappeared, dude? It was like, she blocked everybody, like pretty much everybody. And so like, even when I like messaged her one time through a number, through a, a number through Pinger, she never responded. And I was like, you know, I just wanted her to come home, dude. I wanted her to come to the house and cuddle. We were going to make love, and I was going to fuck the shit out of her. Um, I'm not even going to kid. Like, well be honest, I mean, after that argument, I mean, she wanted me to so badly. So I wanted her to come home, and she never did. And then she texted her mom the next day saying, I'm not coming home until Nick leaves. And then I leave, and then she still stays two more days at this guy's house. But you're not cheating. Because I said to her, goodbye, conversation's over. We're done. She took it as, oh, we're broken up. Oh, and you know she didn't give a fuck because she didn't try to fight for it. You see how she twisted my words? I said goodbye. The conversation's over. I'm done arguing. I'll see you when you get home. I even had the message saying, I will see you when you get home. I even messaged her. The last thing I heard was from her text-wise, I was like, are you coming home? She said, no. I said, why? She said, because I'm mad. All night I stayed up, dude, because of my anxiety. I think I only slept three hours that day, and then my anxiety got higher, and you know, if I ever see you, Fernando, you better pray to God that we never cross paths because I'm going to fuck you up worse than I'm going to fuck up Robbie Shaw. And Robbie Shaw knows how badly I'm going to fuck him up. Y'all going to be laying next to each other in the hospital. Damn. You're going to wish COVID killed you. I remember. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I don't know if you're starting to go through this or anything, but like your sleep schedule is just really off now. So is my appetite. Yeah. Um, when I was going through it, uh, I, I said, fuck school. I, I gave up on school. It was my senior year. I was like, I, I just got, you know, we just broke up. She's with my best friend. She's not even with the dude she cheated on me with. She's with my best friend. Me. And yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I would never do that. But um, she's with my best friend. She's dating my best friend. I'm watching them hold hands. I didn't find out. She didn't tell me. She, uh, you know, when I got back from where I was, I'm not going to say because I don't want to like drop myself in there. Prison. Basically. But the whole time I was there, I was thinking, as soon as I get back, I'm going to make things right. I'm going to be a better person. I'm going to be a better man. That's why I'm here, so I can become a better person, become a better man. And when I see her, I'm, I'm done. Now I don't even care. I'm going to go kiss her. I'm going to be the best I can be. That's how I was. Exactly. And I get there. And I get there a little late before I, you know, because I had to go to work, tell them what happened and everything. And then I had to go to school, tell them what happened and everything. And... I get there, class is already out. Everybody's already going home. A few people see me. They're like, hey, Matt, where you been? Where you been? I'm like, yeah, I've been somewhere. Somebody texts me. Uh, it's not night. prison, you guys. I was kidding. Ow, I hit the fucking shit. Prison. I was a joke. Somebody's going to take that serious. But no, he was not in prison. No, I was not in prison. I felt like it, but I wasn't. But um, basically, somebody who I'm not really friends with now, texts me and she goes hey i saw this person and this person together i figured i'd let you know just in case because like i don't know if you know already oh god i hate that rather but i'd rather tell you than you just find out like that and it makes you so anxious anxious when i i was so anxious i started spazzing out on my bed like literally spazzing um shaking so bad just screaming mom make it stop make it stop make it stop and it got so bad to the point where I was I was slamming my head not on purpose on accident I just couldn't move I was so paralyzed I couldn't control my body and my mom had to literally lay on top of me to get until I stopped shaking because I I was hurting myself not on purpose not on purpose but it was like you're having a seizure but not actually a seizure it was a legit breakdown and it was scary because I had no control over myself. And uh, I, like I said, I was hurting myself. Like my head, I think my head actually started bleeding because my head uh, kept hitting the wall. And um, the next day I, uh, I saw them two holding hands, my best friend and my ex that I just broke up with or that we just broke up and I wanted to become a better person. That's why I left. And um, I see them holding hands and I'm like, I can't do this anymore. I can't see this. I can't, I can't. So I would stay up late because I couldn't sleep. I couldn't eat and I'd just pass out. I, I When I finally did sleep, I'd sleep for like 14 to 16 hours straight, only waking up for work. I didn't do any schoolwork. I failed all my classes that semester because this girl messed me up that bad. And it's hard to focus because you're only focused on the pain and even when people try to like, even when you try to get your mind off of it, you might have your mind off of it for a second, but your body's still feeling the effects of it. 
Oh, and if anybody else, you know, that is listening to, to this is going through this, a little bit of hope. And a gun. And a, a little bit of hope. <laughs> March of 2019, not even a year later, she starts flirting with me and texting me and stuff. Yeah, hey, fuck trying, March. Trying to say, like, she wanted to, you know, fuck again and everything. And uh, towards the the end of November that year, it was the, actually the, the beginning of uh, December of 2019, we started fucking again up until New Year's. And she she doesn't want to tell anybody because she's trying to save face and everything because of her uh, fiance or whatever. But uh, she's trying to look like an angel in everybody's eyes. He doesn't know that I was digging her down while she was uh, with him. So, oops. <laughs> They always come back. It's just your choice if you want to take them back or not. Not with my situation. I don't think my old lady's ever coming back. I think she's done. Like, this ain't her first time cheating either. She cheated on a guy named Nick with a guy with a name Austin. Her parents ran him out of the house. And then she cheated on Austin with a guy named Luke. I'm like, where was all this evidence at? Why the fuck did y'all not tell me until now? Exactly. Like, y'all set me up. You set me up. I like that song by Yellow Pain when me and her broke up. I uh, was looking up cheating songs. Because she would listen to that Gabby Barrett song, uh, I Hope, and it's about cheating. And she was like, the guy cheated on her, and she's like, oh, I'm wishing him the best. I hope this girl treats him well and does all this, and then I hope she turns around and cheats on you. Like, she's wishing him the best, talking about all this positive stuff that she wished that the next girl would give him, and then she's like, then I hope she turns around and cheats. So she would bump that shit in the car. Her friend Kate cheated. Her boyfriend cheated on her with her cousin. So maybe I should have like started looking and seeing what kind of people she hung out with. And that should have gave me a red flag. Like, yo, if she's hanging out with cheaters, she's mostly going to definitely be a cheater herself. And then she would bash them. She would talk mad shit about them and my exes. At least my exes had the audacity to break up with me first before they decided to go mess around with another dude. Even fucking Taylor had the audacity to break up with me. She texted me. It was like, she told me on the phone, we're breaking up. So... If the biggest hoe in Nash County can fucking break up with me, why couldn't you? And she'd been dicked down by the whole fucking block. And she fucked with Hunter right after. She got with Hunter right after. And I'm the reason. This happened to me the second time. But the only I introduced Taylor to Hunter, and that was my fault. But still, I don't give a fuck. So now I don't really give a fuck. But with Caitlin, you know, I was living with this girl. We were pretty much like a married couple. And like with you and that girl, you know, you and your ex, y'all were spending a lot of time together. And this was what Dale was telling me. He was like, you get involved in that girl's world. She takes you out of a shitty situation that you're in. Whatever's going on in your life, whether you have a dying loved one, whether you're sick yourself or whatever's going on. He said, it seems when that girl comes in your life and you fall in love with that girl, nothing matters. Just the journey that you have with her is what matters. And I was telling Dale, I was like, that's how I felt about Kelsey. Because when I met her, I was still in the mount. I was having problems with Trevor. I was having problems with Jay. I was having problems with whoever else, mostly Trevor. And Trevor? Yeah, fuck you, Trevor. Uh, but let me get in uh, contact with your mixing and mastering engineer. I'd like to talk to him, send him some shit and let him do my shit. Cause your shit does sound good. Even though you suck at fucking rap and your shit does sound good though. Cause of your mixing and mastering engineer, but um, it's just Kelsey was in another County 
you know, an hour away. And then when I took Robbie with me, we met her. She was good looking. She, you know, she was kind of feisty. She smacked Robbie in the back of the head. I mean, she had a fat ass on her. I was like, God damn. Um, <laughs> and all. And then, like, when we went to Fear for like, Fear Farm, we had so much fucking fun. We had the greatest time ever, and then I asked her out, and it was, like, being with her was an escape. I know our relationship, like, near the ending wasn't perfect, but it was, like, an escape for me to get away from Rocky Mountain, because I wasn't hanging out with you and Brandon at that time. I don't know what the fuck was happening in 2015. And I know we were cool, because Brandon came and hung out with me at the park when I was dating Brittany, and that, I started dating Brittany December 19th, 2014. So it was somewhat 2015 when I saw your brother, but I wasn't vibing with him in October and November. It was mostly me and Robbie. So I would either go to Kelsey's or I would go to dark side or I'd go from Kelsey's to dark side. And, you know, and me and Kelsey, we had a falling out real bad and we dissed each other. And it was funny me having a job at Parker's and them coming there twice. The second time I actually talked to her, Nana, I was trying to rub it in her face. Hey, Nana, how are you? Hope you're doing good. And uh, who knew it opened the door back to our friendship. <laughs> but as far as like now, I, when I see her new boyfriend, I'm going to sit down with them and I'm going to tell them like what my intentions are and why I'm friends with Kelsey and why I'm being nice to her and her daughter. But I'm not going to be like Fernando and stepping the fucking boundaries and trying to fuck with her and shit like that. Like, me and Kelsey, we are exes, and we had have a past. We've done some shit, too. But as far as now, nah, nah, I respect her too much. And I just, I respect the men. Like, I respect Marcus too much, and I, res I respect this new guy, too. I would never, I mean, she was saying some asshole that fucking was a dick bag. Hell, yeah, fuck that motherfucker. Yeah, I'm going to get his ass. But, you know. Marcus was trusting too. Like he left me at the kitchen table with her while he went to work. Mm -hmm. That and out right there, I earned, he earned my respect. And then just the way he treated me, I was like, dude, I love this guy. And I was like, I hope they never separate. And then there was a time where he thought that they were going to separate and he was thinking about suicide. And I said, don't do it. You're going to have a baby girl one day. Like, don't do it. And guess what? End up having a baby girl. Him and Kelsey, they're not together anymore, but they're civil. And he comes and, you know, he takes care of Holly when it's his turn and stuff. So I'm glad that they're still, you know, there together. And I just, I hate when I like both people and then they separate and then it's like, you got to choose one or the other. It's not like you're going to be hanging out with both of them. But with Kelsey and Marcus situation, I'll probably be hanging out with Kelsey. But if Marcus comes by and stuff, I'm going to still show him love because I respect him for bringing Robbie back, even though. Robbie wrecked his truck and he was a piece of shit. Marcus still got him a job and tried to get him on his feet and still, you know, he's not even asking Robbie for money. He, he was like, I don't care. He wrecked the truck. Oh, well, of course he's got himself a Jeep now, but still I was more mad about him wrecking Marcus's truck than Marcus was. Tell me that ain't a real motherfucker right there. Cause Robbie would have been yeeted out the door right then and there. Oh yeah. It would have been over for him. He had no excuse. He was tired. He lied and said that he was staring at his phone, but he was tired. I said, dude, when you drop Marcus off, why didn't you just leave the truck there? Well, I was going out to eat with Kelsey, and I was going to fill up the gas. Okay, Robbie, you were in Wilson, okay? You're a bullshitter because, one, you fell asleep, and, two, 
you could have gone and rode with Kelsey because Kelsey was in the car in front of him. And three, literally at the end of the road of Marcus and Kelsey's house, at the end of the fucking road is a gas station, a BP right there. What he could have done is dropped the truck off, gave Marcus the keys. Marcus went inside, put the keys up, went to bed. And then Robbie could have jumped in the car with his old lady because she was in a separate vehicle. She could have drove him there to go eat out and do whatever they wanted to do. And then she could have brought him back. He could have went to bed. They could have woken up early a little bit, like maybe 10, 15, maybe leave the house about 10, 15 minutes early and get gas right there and then leave. Literally, the gas is in walking distance. It's really not that far. And the BP is not going to be open that late at night, Robbie. So nice fucking try. So why did you feel like you need to drive Marcus's truck? It wasn't because of gas. And it wasn't because of going to go eat out. You might have went to go eat out, but why wouldn't you just ride with your old lady? She wasn't tired. And it would have saved you money and gas. Makes no sense. And Marcus's truck would have never been wrecked. I just feel bad because, you know, he's such a good person. And, you know, shitty stuff has happened to him, man. Yeah, I feel, I feel like, I feel his pain. And I'm really glad that Kelsey found him at the time period because she was dating a lot of low-life motherfuckers, dude. They were, like, terrible dudes. One was, like, a cokehead and all this other shit. And I said, Kelsey, you got to find yourself a real man. Like, and then Marcus came into the picture. Real man. That's what he is, bro. I, I went to the, for Marcus. I went to the Carolina Pottery and I met up with Kelsey, her brother, and Marcus. Because before Marcus came in the picture, me and Kelsey were still messing around. Yeah. We were, we, were, we were still messing around. We even went to Mikey's house and messed around in the bed and stuff and on the couch and shit, but we ain't going to talk about all that. Um, <laughs> but, but then Marcus came into uh, – me and Kelsey kind of, like, stopped talking for a little while, and then she found Marcus, and I, I respected him so much, like, that I just n- – I never, even to this day, would not mess around with Kelsey anymore. Like, my days with her are over. Even with this new boyfriend that she's got, like, I'm going to talk to him. And I'm going to let him know, like, hey, my intentions are not this. Because, you know, he's going to respect me, be like, for telling him. Even if he's, like, a dick to me or he doesn't really give a fuck, I'm just going to still be like, look, man, even if this guy's a dick, I'm still respecting Marcus because even if I don't like this dude, you know, I'm still going to respect Marcus. but. I don't think this dude's bad. I mean, I just want dudes to know because, you know, I know how it is when a girl has a guy friend over, especially now knowing that I'm an ex. You know, most of the time exes come in the picture. You know damn well they're not there to just be friends. They're there to try to get that second chance, but not me. I'm not there to get that second chance. I want a second chance in being in her life and being her friend, but I don't want that second chance of being her boyfriend. Those days are over with. Sorry, I can't. And plus, I live in Virginia. It wouldn't work. I still feel bad about, you know, what I did or didn't do. I still don't know. You remember when you thought I had a crush on Izzy? Yeah, bro. I was like, I'm still that person, man. Wrong. I'm not going to beef over a, I'm not gonna beef over a girl, man. I was trying to hook you up with her, and this motherfucker was like, uh, uh, are you sure? You, you don't want her? I'm like, fuck no, I don't want her. <laughs> I, I already had her. Here, go have her. No, I'm just kidding. I wanted, I was trying to hook them up together, and. I mean, at the beach, it just seemed like everything was going good that day, except for my alignment going out and then the rain on the way back. That was the bad part, that but <laughs> that was because my alignment went out. That was due to me falling asleep behind the wheel and wrecking the, the car, like the side of it, and it knocked my alignment out. Michael fixed it the next day. 
because I was driving to drive home and just a little bit of water on the road, even though the sun was out, a little bit of the water on the road was snatching my wheel. And I was like, fuck that. So I called Michael. I said, yo, can I come back and get you a li- get alignment? And I told him the reason. Michael's like, yeah, yeah, fuck. Come on, bye. And he, we talked and he did my alignment and he, he charged me only 60 bucks for it. I was like, fuck yeah. Because that's because he's the big homie and we've known each other for years. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's nice, man. That's really uh, That was nice of him. Yeah, really nice of him. Michael, he's a little, he's a little off in the head and he's, had some trouble with drugs, but that is one loyal motherfucker, yo. If you if somebody came to me and said Michael's talking shit behind your back, a hundred percent wouldn't believe him. I have never heard Michael talk shit about somebody, and he'd say it to your face before he says it behind your back. Sean, on the other hand, he might be a little weird and whatever, but he is the most non-controversial person. Like when your brother was going at him, talking about whooping his ass and shit, he's like, I understand his frustration. I'm like, what? He's like, nice. Stop. Yeah, he, uh, Brandon was like, I feel so bad, like talking shit and all that. And I was like, yo, like, it just seemed weird because I get like him too, like, getting really tired, but I don't want to sound like a bitch on your podcast. I just called him out. Like, y'all, yeah, I'm kind of running out of shit to talk about, to be honest with you. But I'm going to play just this. So don't, just so I don't sound like a bitch. I get up at six o'clock every morning to go to work for like 10 hour days for six days a week. I used to work 12 hour shifts and 16 hour shifts. Yeah. It's- and I got paid a lot less. That was back in 2019. I'm, I don't have a job now, so I can wake up whenever the fuck I want. Cause you know, I'm like Mr. B's money now, baby. Oh my God. I sent this to Brandon where my dick goes on vacation. I forgot I sent that to Brandon. Ooh. It's Caitlin's face while she's staring at her phone. Hope you like that, Fernando. Hope you like the way my dick tastes. I I told that to both her fiance and uh, the guy she cheated on me with. I mean, if you're going to cheat, I just, look, I can beat somebody's ass. I could say some disrespectful shit, but I can never come in somebody's life and meet their family, meet their friends, open up all their vulnerability, spend almost a year or so with them, and then just cheat and then not even care, not even have any remorse about it. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm just so confused. I'm like, why the fuck? Why is that? <laughs> why could you do I, I, Ladies, if you can under like explain that one to me, because I just don't know. Oh, here, here it is. I'm about to play it for you real quick. Sorry, B. All right, that's it, bro. I'm not dealing with that shit no more. Uh, either Sean apologized to me or I'm not talking to you no more. That's, that's it. I'm not dealing with him. I'm not going to deal with any sort of stuff. I know what I did was wrong. I didn't apologize because you're mad. I apologize because I knew what I did was wrong. I'm not keeping on, keeping on doing that shit, all right? But Sean can keep my damn name out of his mouth. He can keep Matt's name out of his mouth, too. I promise you, God, I'll pull up on him and beat the shit out of him. <laughs> See how hood he got? Yeah. I swear to God, bro, I pull up on him. Yeah, no, 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 bro, I ain't scared of him, bro. Like, pull up right I could, now, bro. I could tell he was so mad because you could hear his voice start shaking. His voice shake, yeah, yeah. And I hate when people though, like, while well, your voice shaking, your bitch. And it's not. It's like it's like the energy and the anxiety 
especially when you're like i have i get anxiety when i start beefing people i start getting anxiety and anger mixed together and i start stuttering or i start crying for no reason they're like oh you're crying what a pussy and i'm like this pussy's about to bury you six feet under well you are what you eat that's what i don't yeah true that's what i don't get about some guys like brandon's like i'm gonna stop talking to you what you this is what i always tell people if you got a problem if you're in my crew and you got a problem with one of my other crew members don't put me in the middle. Jamie said the same thing when he was having problems with Robbie because Jamie uh, commented on me and Robbie's Facebook picture and said, that was an ugly motherfucker. And then Robbie got mad. And then Marcus and Kelsey jumped to Robbie's defense. And then Jamie was joking. And then Jamie was like, bro, like either him or me. And I'm like, what the fuck? Bro, I don't even talk to you like that, Jamie. What the fuck are you talking about him or me? Get the fuck out of here. But now I text Jamie. I was like, you remember that? And he said, yeah. I said, well, I picked you because, uh, yeah. There you go. But it's just weird how they like want you to pick sides. Look, gentlemen, if two of your homies are going at it, let the two of the homies go at it and let them settle it. Stop dragging that middle dude in. And that's what happened. Brandon and Sean, well, mostly your brother, dragged me into the middle of that shit. And I did not want to be a part of it. Did uh, we tell you that we saw uh, Zoe at uh, Hobby Lobby? No. Your brother didn't tell you? I don't think so. So, Sean, um, she used to come to the house and they hung out and stuff. He even bought her a nightmare before Christmas necklace and done all this nice stuff for her, right? Well, I forgot about that. She so, me at the same time. Too. Yeah, and that's when the whole situation happened between y'all two. And uh, we go to Hobby Lobby because I park at Target because we were at the mall because that's where me and him met. And then I was like, all right, well, I'll park my car at Target. It's a little bit safer there. And then we'll just ride to Hobby Lobby because he wanted to get some stuff for painting. We pull up there. She pulls right there by the door. So as we're walking, she's getting out of the car. Sean speaks to her and she's like speaking to him. But then she's like walking kind of fast and her girlfriend's right beside her too. And they're walking a little bit fast. And I'm like, that's weird. And then when they got in the building, they were walking. And when they got near like a corner, I saw her girlfriend look right back and look directly in our direction to see if we were following them. And I was like, Sean, why is she like, I think she's avoiding you, dude. I don't give a fuck. She knows I have a girlfriend anyway, so whatever. So I'm like, yeah, but still. And then he was like, yeah, it's probably because of our past and me giving her the necklace and the whole, I was like, oh yeah, I forgot that y'all like went to the movies and you gave her like a Christmas gift and all this other shit. I forgot all about that. And kind of find out, Bozy all looks stupid because she's lesbian. My thing is after like, well, After thing is that shit with the with all that shit with between me and Sean and stuff. I just I stopped talking to Zoe at a and I remember right before COVID, you know, you couldn't eat out or anything. Me and Brandon were walking in the mall or whatever, and my Brandon's like, "Hey, you know. dead, like go walk the other way, run, hide, or something." He saw Makayla and Zoe. I'm like, bro, what are you talking about? So I see, and I go and hide in a photo booth. But Brendan's like, they can see your legs, dumbass. And I'm like, oh. They don't know my legs. Pull them up. <laughs> so I pull my legs up, still not hiding. And I'm like, you know what? I give up. Let's just walk the other way. So we end up walking the, the other way, and she ends up seeing me. And this is what Zoe has always done whenever she's seen me, is she would just come up to me. I didn't want to go talk to her. I didn't go to talk to her. She saw me. So the, hey, hey, everything and stuff, bro. What, like, what do you, what do you have to do with me? 
and um so basically she she goes and gives me a hug and I'm like so awkward about it because I don't want to hug you and um it's just that that's how it was man she, she gave me a hug she was like yeah I'm like wow you you uh dyed your hair she said yeah you know the whole thing with Adam and just yeah mental breakdown I'm oh like, yeah she dated Adam Friedrich didn't she man he a pussy after like she kept going on again and off again with him and I'm like well I'm never gonna get a chance so I'm just gonna back off I don't give a fuck anymore he was supposed to meet me in West Virginia last year to fight but his pussy ass did oh calling you out puss boy and you saw my message that's why Sean beat you up on the bus huh not Sean Sean beat Adam up on the bus back in the day Sean stepped right he stepped on Sean's nuts and he clobbered his ass and then Sean got in trouble he got suspended off the bus so did Adam and then Sean got grounded for like six months by his mom damn <laughs> I was like damn that's rough buddy yeah his mom was kind of a little bit on the strict side I can relate to that my mom was a little bit too that's why I had uh, a like a 12 o'clock curfew even when I was 18 but mom's like nothing good happens after 12 nothing good happens when you have a girlfriend either me and freaking Matt, we're over here talking about things we would do, like double dates and go do all these things with the girls, and then the girls we end up with are fucking batshit crazy or they're fucking sluts. And it's not like they dress. It's not like we're finding the girls with the booty shorts and the crop top t-shirt and the belly button ring and, you know, has a bottle of alcohol in her hand. It's not like we're looking for those girls. These girls are always covered and, you know, they don't look like sluts. Like if I brought his ex and my ex and put them in the same room, guarantee you wouldn't be like all oh, their sluts but the thing is my ex she she faked this innocent charm of i can never do no wrong type <laughs> shit yeah and that's what gets people they're like oh i'm about to take this innocence oh i'm about to take this innocence i fell in love with her because uh she had this like carefree attitude kind of a polar opposite towards me and you know how opposites attract and everything but that's why and plus we were talking for a good you know four months before we even talked about dating how long did y'all actually date for uh a year and a month i tried my best dude to understand like i remember we were sitting at tarboro and we were sitting at that church and we were sitting in the like laying in the arches and we were standing like looking up at the sky and we were talking about it dude if this freaking window didn't have the full fucking um screen on it it was not a full body screen. I would have got on top of this roof by now. Cause that's what me and Matt do. Like when we talk about us, when we have stuff going in our lives, we like to sit on top of rooftops and stuff. Like we did at Alan's house. We sat on the roof and we talk about life and that's what we do. And it just seems like a lot of people don't understand. Like I try to talk to Caitlin like that. I try to talk to Robbie. Uh, I try to talk to your brother, but it just, it doesn't seem like their attention span is good enough. Like Brandon, he's so ADHD, like he's already on another topic. And your brother's very hypocritical. Man, fuck Destiny 2. Hey, man, I went back to playing Destiny 2. So, I mean, trying to talk to your brother's a little hard. I mean, he does pay attention, but his attention span is so short, it's hard for him or it's hard to carry on that conversation with him. Because, you know, Brandon's not the best when it's talking about your problems. He's more like the let's let's be upbeat. Let's have fun. Let's talk about fun things. Let's go do fun things. 
don't bring me down by talking about stuff that's going to bring me down. Which I get it. I mean, it's hard to listen to somebody's problems, especially if you're relatable. And then you start thinking about your problems with that situation. And then it pulls you down and it's like, fuck. I swear I, I am listening and I am trying to participate. But like I said, I'm exhausted. But that's that's the main thing we're pretty much saying. Like, when you ain't got no homies around you and you're by yourself with your thoughts. See, in 2019, I was here by myself at the house by myself. But I had a job and I wasn't worried about some ex-girlfriend. But I hate when people are like, oh, it gets better. And I hate when I try to talk to somebody and they're like, you know, I'm always here if you need me or I'm just one text away. Bitch, I'm trying to fucking tell you. You're blowing. I'm telling you now and you're fucking telling me, oh, I'm always a text away or I'm always this. And I'm like, bullshit, I need an excuse to go home. I'm going to call you and I need you to act like Matt. Oh my god, you gotta got stay it, on. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. <laughs> you call me blade, nigga. Somebody died in the van. I got you. I'll put it on speaker. Oh my gosh, this is gonna be funny. Come on, bro. You gotta hit. Yeah, Bernie did. Damn. He just ended the call. Hold on. Let me call his number. Oh. I was wondering why my phone was vibrating. I wasn't getting any notifications because my phone was vibrating. I just text him on the podcast with him. He's gonna call you. Hey, man. Dude, yo, so, like, mom, she just, like, spazzed out, bro. Like, I I don't have my, uh, I lost my wallet, and I can't find my license, bro. I need, I need you to get back now so, like, we can take her to the hospital because, like, she just spazzed out. She's, like, she's just not moving right now. It's just, I, I need you to come home now. Oh, my God, that's way too serious. Dude, I need you to come home now. I'm not even joking with you. Dude, like, how far out are you? Like, you said you're in Greenville, right? You're in Greenville? Yeah, I'm in Greenville. Yeah, the, uh, about an hour, bro. Make it 30. Come on. I need you now. I'm trying I'm trying my best to, because she's, like, burning up right now, too. I'm trying my best. I, I, get, I got a, a, a Oh, my God. Story. He's putting the bad energy in there. Like, uh, bro, get the fuck out like, I got a cold rag on her and everything. I'm doing my best to keep her calm. Zave, get the Zave, get out of here now. You're not helping. Come on. Acting 101. Please, Brandon. All right. So just get home. All right. His, I'm going to hang up so I could. Uh, I could. His brother. Tell, Brandon know, texted me okay. saying I need an excuse to go home. I'll call you when. I'll call you and I need you to act like Matt. And then I just told Matt. And then Matt just made up this story. Um, I hope right, nothing happens to her mom because he said all this shit. Just calm down. Don't you tell me to calm down, woman. Never tell a woman to calm down. Oh, my God. So we're going to tell you guys the mellow mushroom story after this. Dude, I'm like, I'm freaking out, man. I don't know. I don't know what to do. I don't know. Mom just said her like head was hurting. She tried to get up to go get some water. She felt dizzy and just fell. She did it before, remember? Yeah, yeah. Back, back in like what was it? Dude, she it, it's happening again. We need to get her. Like, like I I can't drive her. I can't lift her. I need help. I need help. I'm on the way. I'm on the way. All right. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna hang out so I can focus on her. Just just please hurry. Text me when you like know, when you're here soon. Bye.
Yo, what up, guys? <laughs> you just witnessed a McFall lie right there. <laughs> oh, my God. I hope nothing happens to your mom because you put that energy out there. No, nah, nothing bad's going to happen to her. She'll be all right. Oh, my God. She'll be like, as long as I pass down Hawaii, I don't care. You guys just witnessed the McFall lie right there. Yeah, because he just texted me saying that. I was like, what the fuck? But, yeah, that definitely worked. If I was like, I got this. Don't worry. <laughs> I guess that uh that uh little thing that happened with that girl didn't uh turn out like he thought. I mean, because he said he was going out with a girl, like he's been talking to this girl. I was like, yo, is she cool? This is her second date. Oh, they're they. Oh, uh, <laughs> he ain't telling me shit. Probably last now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they're gonna last now. He tried to eat. I couldn't think of anything. I was like, oh god, if he calls me, what? And then I'm worried about like, what if one day he's still with this girl and like he calls or you call him and then she was like that's not the guy that you talked to on the phone the other night that's not the same voice don't you like how i was just like hey man I got you're it. like mom's like she's on the floor and she's got like a cold towel on her head i'm like okay yeah this motherfucker's like really putting it out there he's he's, <laughs> he's living his paramedic past life Dude, you know i'm giving her cpr you know i was lying when i i go to the phone hey I need you to act distressed. Bro, I get the phone. <laughs> <laughs> he was like really pretty. He was like, and then he did the huff and he was like, <laughs> freaking out. I was like, oh my God, look at that. And then she's probably wondering why you didn't call 911. She's probably like, your brother's a fucking liar. Yeah. He didn't even call 911. You didn't even mention anything about 911. Come on home. We're giving her. Uh, Don't you like how I brought my cat? It's, it's, <laughs> get the fuck out the way. The way you're not helping. <laughs> I looked over at Zave and I was like, I got you. He was like, the fuck. He looked up at me. He was like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> this guy's really smoking something heavy. That's funny shit though. That was good. Just on the fly, just on the fly, and then Brandon will just bounce right to me. To what, what, what happened? And you're like, I don't know what happened. And then I was like, well, what happened? <laughs> what sounds believable? Mom said her head hurt. She went up to go get some water and just fell out. She passed out. She was like, all the magical rocks and shit. Just mayor. <laughs> all right. So I'm with these guys. We go to Raleigh. And oh, so yeah, we're no. chilling. We're vibing. We're, we're going around Crabtree. We're cool. We go around Triangle Town Center. So Brandon's like, let's go eat before we leave. So we go to Mellow Mushroom. And there's these good-looking waitresses. Oh, my God. That redhead one, she kept walking around. If you're here in this podcast, you are fucking beautiful. Um, yeah. And our waitress, um, Mr. McFall over here, had the hots for her. <laughs> Brandon, Brandon's calling. I might have to mute myself. No, don't mute it. Just keep it up here. We got to laugh. We got to get a laugh out of this. Hey, Brandon. How are you, you on the way? You good? Hey, yeah, no way. <laughs> like, I just, I'm on the podcast right now, so we just caught that. <laughs> Episode Aaron Tuesday. So why did, uh, if you don't mind me asking, uh, why did you want to uh, dip out? Why did I want to what? Why did you want to leave? Uh, I don't want to stay the night here. Why? What's wrong? Why don't you tell her you don't want to? Oh, you just can't. That's it? Bro, I, I thought, like, they were doing drugs and stuff, and you weren't trying to, like, be part of that. No, I mean, she's over there smoking and shit, but I don't care about that. I just want to go 
Oh, okay, I got you. Well, I mean, like, there's also one random way. I just, I'm not the comfortable Oh, okay. Oh, he don't want to be around people smoking weed. Well, all right, then. Well, I'm going to get back to uh, talking to Nick and finishing up this episode. Um, probably not, but I'll try to be, maybe. Yeah, I probably won't be. Okay, I was just, uh, I was just wondering. Um, She's going to follow him home. Like, she basically stayed on, like, Yeah. She's going to see us at the park one day and be like, hey. She's going to look at a Snapchat up to, um, location. I got you. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna finish this episode real quick, and then uh, I'll I hope she never meets your mom. All right, man. All right, I'll see you when I get home. Peace. What's the point of you call? Like, what's the point of him calling you back? Like, dumbass. Say what you guys. I guess there's some he don't want to say on the podcast. There's something. There's something going on. I'll talk to him about it uh, tomorrow because I'm, I'm probably am about to go to sleep. Yeah. Mm. That was funny as shit, though. Finish up your story, though, of Mellow Mushroom. Okay, so. I'm going to head out. So, we're sitting here at the table, and he grabbed, Matt's sitting next to me, and Brandon's in front of me. So, we're, we don't know our sizes in math, and we're trying to figure out what size the pizzas are, because they have all these funky names, and we don't know what the fuck. And then we got these paper straws, yo. Paper straws suck. And so, we finally look up. I don't know if it was you or Brandon when we looked to the left and there was all the sizes of the different pizzas hanging off the ceiling. And then Brandon told you to walk over there and then look down at your dick and then look back up like you're disappointed. <laughs> so you walked over there and you looked down at your penis and then you look back up at the pizza and then you look down at your penis and then look back at the pizza and then you walk back to the table. I died laughing. I was like fucking done. Oh, man. And... Uh, we were sitting there, and he grabs my leg, like, does the nervous game. He's like, you nervous? I was like, no, nah, we're good. And then we get on the conversation about my music. He was like, yeah, I'd rather um, subscribe to your OnlyFans than what was – how do you word it? It was funny the way you worded it. He was like, I'm going to start an OnlyFans. I was like, I support that more than I support your music. <laughs> and fucking Brandon lost his shit. I was like, you son of a bitch. That was a good one. I give you credit for that. That was actually a really good roast. That was better than the one your brother gave me, and he burned me, too. So, that's all right. Y'all going to be jealous when y'all see them fat-ass cheeks out there like, oh, fuck, not like that. I'd be your first customer. All you hear is. No, but keep keep telling them the story. So, me and Brandon, all right, so me and Matt, you know, we're he gets up, me and Brandon got to go pee. So, me and Brandon goes in the bathroom. He goes to the urinal. I go into the stall. Well, he reaches over the stall with his left hand. So, I take my right hand and I put it on his hand. And we're holding hands, fingers locked and all while we're taking a piss. He's like, I love you, bro. I'm like, I love you, too. Then we go to the sink. And he's over here messing with the sink. He's like, oh, it just shot out fast into my hand. And I'm like, oh, we're talking about the soap. So, we're loud in the bathroom and washing our hands and stuff. So, we come back out and I see the waitress. She passes us. And I see Matt like, all right, let, let's go. And he handed me my box of pizza. And the fucking box ain't even closed. This, ba- this bitch is about to hit the floor. So I sit on the table. I'm like, what's the rush for? And then we see, like, there's a dime in the uh, in the book. You know, the little book they bring you to bring your receipt, you guys. You know, at the table, the black book. Um, there was a dime in it. 
And Brandon's like, I hope you did not just give her a dime for a tip. And Matt's like, no, nah, I gave her $5. She's like, are you sure? Because if you didn't leave her no money, I'm going to go over there and give her a $5 bill. Are you sure? Like we were doing back and forth. Matt's like, look, he's getting antsy. He's like, let's go. So we go out. <laughs> we leave and we get in the car and he tells us what happened. So basically what happens is I had the hot the waitress. She was really, really cute, and especially my type. She had those like Disney princess type eyes where they were really big and brown. And those are my weakness. So ladies, if you're listening, just go and just say, <clears throat> but anyways, um, so they go to the bathroom. I'm like, you know what? This is my shot. This is my shot. She comes over. Everything okay and everything. Uh, you guys ready for the check? Yeah. Brings out the check. I, I give her the money and everything. I, she forgets the tip. I'm like, she comes back to give us the receipt. I'm like, Hey, this is for you. And I start to panic. I look at her in her eyes because you know, that's how I am. I'm respectful. You know, that I, that's how I talk to people. I see all the eyes. Disney princess eyes. And I was like, so my brother, I was like, oh, well, now I got to go from here. I was like, well, my brother, uh, he says you're really cute. So I was, you know, kind of wondering, you know, maybe uh, I can get your number for him and we can make some magic happen or whatever. She says, ha, ha, ha. Um, unfortunately, I do have a boyfriend. I'm like panicking, you know, I'm like heart racing still because she's making me nervous. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, me too. Fuck. <laughs> So um, she looks at me. She's like, oh, err, like growls at me. She's like, err. And I'm like, dude, oh, fuck. I fucked up. I fucked up. This whole There's time. no going back. There's no going back. So I see them come to me. <laughs> and uh, Brandon, Brandon was just talking like, did you tip her? I said, yeah, I tipped her. We got to get the fuck out of here now. Like, I just embarrassed the fuck out of myself. Yeah, because I'm walking up to the table. I see her smiling and I'm like, oh like what'd you say to her Matt? did you like did you put the smacks on her yeah and then that's when like he was like ready to go you gotta go so we told him <laughs> what happened and basically basically uh the inside joke is now brandon got rejected and uh me and me and nick are together and since brandon got rejected he was cheating on well i was cheating on matt with him exactly they and brandon was like matt together came out together too yeah so Pretty much, me and Matt are boyfriends, and Brandon got rejected by the waitress, so she took he took his brother's boyfriend and went and fucked him in the bathroom. It was funny because we got in the car, and he Brandon looks at Matt. He was like, "Are you fucking kidding, Matt?" He was like, "You said you had a boyfriend." He was like, "Me and Nick were in there holding hands over the stall, and I even said out loud, oh, it shot fast in my hand.'" So anybody from outside the door, they would probably thought that like a shot come into his hand, but in the reality, it was just the soap. So we set ourselves up to be in that and position. I was doing a nervous game with you <laughs> and talking about your OnlyFans, how I'd support it. Yeah, exactly. So we set ourselves up for failure. Yeah, Whatever you're talking about. Nope, not that one. Because we ruined our chances. Now we're just a bunch of fucking weirdos. But that was hilarious, though. I. I laugh. And the reason why I laugh, because, you know, we don't really go to Wake Forest like that anyways. And we don't really go to Mellow Mushroom like that either. And so it's, I was like my, my first time going to that particular one. And I doubt I'd ever go back anyways, even if that didn't happen. It's just how life is, you know, it's just not one of those destination spots, like not like Crabtree or Triangle Town Center or like Adventure Landing Frankie's. One of those top dogs that I go to is just 
that one's not on my list. I didn't even know that. I didn't even know Mellow Mushroom was even in Wake Forest, to be honest with you. Yeah, me neither, man. And that was uh, from your brother looking it up. So um, we learned a lesson. There's some beautiful women, man. It feels weird now that I say that because I've been in a relationship for so damn long, even though it was for a year. But when I'm committed, man, for real, it's just, it feels weird now. Like when we went to Steel Life, we went to the fucking club and they rejected us because we didn't have lady friends with us. Exactly. What the fuck? I was like, no. So we went to the commons and uh, we played in the playground and then we got on the swing and then you jumped on Brandon's back and swung all the way down. And then I jumped on yours and we swung all the way down. For anybody that doesn't know what we're talking about, when y'all are kids, you know, there's a little uh, things where it's like an arm thing and then you jump and you lift your feet up and you slide from one end to the other. And then your friends used to slide them real hard. Well, instead of having those, they're like, it's like a, like a swing. It's a swing. A rope swing. A rope swing. And then you sit your, you like, you lean it back and then you jump and your ass lands on the swing and then you fly. You fly from one end to the other and then back. And it is so fucking fun. It really is. And then we got in the swing one, like the seat. And then when you slammed me like backwards, when my back hit the back end of that shit, that knocked the breath out of me a little bit. I don't know why I did. But going forward, if you went forward and you pushed me in the front, my front side hit it. No issue. But when you put it and did it backside, I felt it. Because when I did it, Brandon, he felt it too. I was like, yeah, that shit's crazy. And then we got on the things. Yeah, crazy. Then we went on the stage and that guy climbed up the thing and was up there and he was taking the light and shining it down on me while I was rapping. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We had no audience and I was rapping. I was like, look, I went from rapping on stage at the church to rapping on stage for real. I'm going in like Mike Bibby, such a shame and a pity. I'm up in New York, but I ain't even from the city. All right. So, yep, that pretty much happened. We, I went to go hang out with them the first night. And my sister was like, oh, you know, we're waiting on you, blah, blah, blah. So I wasn't able to go. We went back. They dropped me off. I picked up my car, left, went to my sister's. The next night, we weren't really doing nothing. So I had Brandon to give me an excuse to get the fuck up out of the house, which mom's like, I don't think your sister one would want you to come back. I was like, I don't give a fuck, bro. I, I'll, I'll go stay with somebody else. I ain't got to. But we weren't doing anything anyways. We had plans, and they just sat there and did fucking nothing and watched the office, so whatever. So I went with them. and Actually, no, I left that day. Uh, that night, I didn't, but the next day, I told them I was leaving, and I actually wasn't. I packed my stuff, and I like I was headed back to um, VA, but I was headed to hang out with y'all. But I left that night, and then your fucking brother had gave me that bang, and the bang gave me a panic attack on the way home. I had to stop. I was on the highway. I couldn't even drive, dude. I was so fucked up. And then I got out. My heart was racing. I couldn't do like I was so fucked up. I couldn't even walk straight. I had to get in the passenger seat. I would turn on the heat. Then I turn on the AC heat, like just five minutes a piece. Finally, I was able to get to a gas station. I was going 20, like 25 miles an hour on a highway, 95. No, it was actually 81. It was 81, actually. And a car was coming in the left lane and there was a car behind me and the car almost hit me. Luckily he had room in the left lane or he would have slammed into me. And there was nothing I could do because I'm fucked up as hell. You know? So if, like, luckily eat as much as you should have. Yeah, I didn't eat. I didn't eat as much and then, you know, um Bang has a lot a lot of um caffeine in it. It's not like a Red Bull or whatever. Brandon's like it's 235 kilograms. I'm like, what the oh what the fuck? It's like you're get you went from giving me fucking you know 
little bit of jello shots to giving me a bottle of Everclear. Like, that's what he did. It's like, go big or go home, motherfucker. Like, You're going big today, big I, I went big. I went almost big into the fucking guardrail. I ain't trying to repeat that shit. So I was like, yeah, I got to pull over. It, But then I made it to the Zion Crossroads sheets because I got off at an exit and these gas stations were closed. So it was like 16 minutes away from that gas station. So I had to stop every little bit. And my gag started affecting me too. I hate this. Ever since I cut my leg and that gag came into play, whether if I'm stressed, have anxiety, haven't eaten, or I eat too much, the gag will trigger. And I cannot fucking stand it. I can't. I got to see a gastrologist, see what the fuck is going on there. I don't know if it's too late to have any damage. But it's just weird because I'll just be walking and I'll go, Ugh! and it's just the sound effect. I've never had that problem growing up. Up until I cut my leg on that piece of wood and they never sewed it up, I guess whatever infected my leg and, you know, it put fluid in my stomach line. It made me gag a lot. You know, I had headaches, all that. I never had a gag issue until I went to the dentist and they would shove things down my throat. Just thinking of right now, once I want to gag, I don't know why. It's just ever since I cut my leg, my mom's like, I don't think it's it. I think it's because you're backed up with shit. I said, mom, I've been backed up with shit so much. It has never had that problem. But the moment I cut my leg that, that, uh, at, and they didn't sew it up and stuff. And I ate that grape at Walmart and I, uh, I gagged it back up. I even threw up water. How the fuck do you throw up water? You know you're fucked up when you throw up. Uh, and I only drank a little bit of it, and I was fine for a couple minutes. But when we got in the parking lot, I went, uh, and all of it came up. It it triggers for no reason, and it sucks. Because even when I'm and when I'm a, when I'm anxious, it's three times as bad. Like last night, I I couldn't eat a honey bun. I had to go to bed, and luckily this morning my anxiety faded away. I felt it a little bit today, but it wasn't as bad. Shit was ridiculous. I'm glad you're, I'm <sighs> shit. Glad you're better though, man. I know. Fucking the whole Caitlin situation fucked me up. And then my aunt died. And then the next day was the three year anniversary of Aaron. And then after that, I came and saw y'all. And then the bang energy kicked in and fucked me up. And then after that was me and Caitlin's anniversary on the ninth. Tenth was the day my grandfather was the last time that we saw him alive. Like, my grandma moved into Missouri, but March 10th, 2010, we all took a family photo together, and Megan showed me it when we were at the house. So that was the last time we saw him alive in North Carolina, and then March 10th, 2011, he passed away. So not only he passed away, but it's Sean and my cousin's birthday, which is the only two good things about March 10th. Then March 11th is Caitlin's sister's birthday, and then March 12th, something else happened, but I'll tell you after I end the podcast, but... Yeah, so March is pretty much fucked for me. So, yeah, it would probably be fucked for the rest of my life. And people keep telling me, oh, it's going to get better. It's going to get better. But my problem is I remember dates. Like, even with ex-girlfriends I don't care about, when that day comes, like, December 19th or September 23rd or June 1st, I'd be like, well, this would have been me and such and such as three-year anniversary or me and such and such six-year anniversary, you know? It's not like I'm going to forget March 9th. Of course, I'm going to eventually move on and whatever. Even if I do get a wife and kids and I'm like 50, when March 9th comes, I'm like, this, me and Caitlin would have been together for 30-something years. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. But I think it was best for us because she wasn't on the same train as me. And, you know, we, we just, we're just two different people, man. She doesn't have the passion I have. And, you know, 
she's just lazy and she's made me lazy and don't get me wrong I appreciate everything she gave me when it came to the love aspect regardless if it was real or not I mean I appreciate it but I mean we're just two different people I mean you're a cheater you say you don't remember stuff you leave a snail trail behind you have no backbone you're you try to stay away from controversy you're not edgy you don't beef with people and you're just you're completely different from me see I don't cheat but I do beef with people I am controversial I do stand up for myself and I do have a passion like you want to do photography go and do photography don't be lazy I do clean up after myself though I mean when you're telling me oh you're going upstairs to do a podcast why now what else are we doing besides sitting in this bed but then when homeboy Fernando comes around, you're up and ready to go ride around and stay up all night and all this other bullshit. Well, fuck him and you. But I uh, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Matt is tired. I'm getting tired too. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I had to go edit it because there's some words I said in here I wasn't supposed to say. <laughs> yeah, that, whole, that whole thing where it was like we, we Googled shit. You want me to move that? It's not gonna make any sense in the like for the audio. Not uh, true. I'll probably leave it up there just to confuse people, but I do have to pull out some of the words I said. Yeah. That's gonna suck because I gotta go back through all of it to figure out where I dropped that word at. So yep. I love you guys and thank you, Matt, for being on. Yeah, man. Appreciate you right. having me. All right, you guys. Later. I'm gonna speak to you real quick before I end the whole call, but I am gonna end the recording. So we love you guys. Y'all stay safe and we'll catch you in the next one. And if you try to get your, if you need in, anybody to get you out of a situation, call Matthew. He'll get you out of it. Got you. <laughs> All right. Later, y'all. I want to thank everybody for listening to the episode of the podcast. I really am sorry that it sounds distorted, but I was very close to the mic. And on Zoom, I just didn't know that it was picking up that much noise. And there's moments where he's talking really low. But we jumped on the Zoom call real quick, and I didn't set up the multi-track thing. So when I went back and edited it, I was trying to compress my vocals, but you know you can't do it when it's too close to the microphone. So next time, I'm going to be at a perfect distance, and then I'm going to have it on two tracks. So if he's talking low, I can bring his voice up, and if I'm talking too loud, I can bring my voice down. So I really am sorry about that. And I hope, you know, you were able to bear through it. But if you weren't, then I don't blame you. But thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. And I will catch you all Thursday. Peace.